Do you like Imagine Dragons? Well, imagine dragging yourself over to patreon.com slash bmfcast where you can get bonus podcasts from us, your friends at the Bad Movie Fiends. Check it out. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMCast, I met the love of my life, only I killed her dog before I got the chance to tell her. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMCast. Hey! BAMCast! BAMCast! Episode 415. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm DJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this year at BAMFCast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. I get one five jocks and robot jocks! Robot jocks! Yay! However, there are bad bad movies. It's a stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in the trash bags on which they belong. Dumpster juice! Got about you! Yes. Uh, so, um, I don't know what led us to this movie other than, you know... It just came out it, on Blu-ray. Yeah, there, there's that's a reason. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, Shout Factory just released uh, Shakedown from 1988, starring Peter Weller and uh, Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. And uh, we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. All right. Let's rate it. Uh, directed by Bam Castellan. Right. James Glickenhaus. Mm-hmm. Who had the most... Uh, Scintillating introduction before yeah. the movie. It's yes. like, hey, Hi. I'm James Clickenhouse. <laughs> he hyped man the fuck out yeah. of this movie. <laughs> they caught this. him while he was getting his tires rotated. He's just like, the Ferrari I, I got five minutes. <laughs> I yeah, made sure. this movie called Shakedown, and watch it. you're gonna watch it. Mm. You don't. They don't make movies like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so please enjoy. James Clickenhouse is gonna listen to that. He's gonna be like, man, somebody reviewed Shakedown. Yeah, yeah. and he's gonna listen to it. He's gonna be like. Oh yeah. man! I they was reviewed really this excited. movie. <laughs> they don't review movies like this anymore. I don't sound like Kermit. <laughs> but anyway, he also made McBain. He did, yeah. yeah. Not, not bulletproof, no. starring McBain. No, no, this was McBain with right. Christopher Walken. Yes, which McBain. we were. We were eh. Yeah, we. On. we definitely that was an were. eh movie. A lot of people are a lot higher on McBain than we are. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is an unmemorable movie in every way. I will probably spoil it and say this is a lot better than McBain. I think yeah. you're right. Yes. Do you want to do you but, want a quick plot summary? Sure. Skip past I, that part. I it's real, it, it's real quick. Okay. All okay. Right. A legal attorney and renegade cop team up to stop a corrupt cop. Did oh. you say illegal attorney? A legal. Oh, a legal. Oh. I hate those illegal attorneys. <laughs> illegal attorneys. <laughs> Are you a real attorney? <laughs> <laughs> Runs for the door. <laughs> you never saw me. You have to say you're a cop. <laughs> yes, you have to say you're a lawyer. You have to tell me you're a lawyer before I enter my plea. <laughs> Show me your lawyer badge. They don't have lawyer badge. They, Aha, illegal attorney. Yeah. Show me your briefcase. Show me the bar. <laughs> right. The one that you passed. You passed it. <laughs> I passed it. I gave it on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have no, it anymore. It's like a baton. It's in the past somewhere. I don't know where yeah. it is. Ah, yeah. shakedown. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a kidney stone. You pass you it. Pass and it. Then yeah. It's painful and then you're free. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the practice describes law. law school. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Ah, yeah. Shakedown. Yeah. It. Uh, <laughs> it's a movie. It. It is. Yeah. This is like I don't think I've ever seen a movie with this kind of combination before. It's where uh, it's like very much like half lawyery stuff. Yeah. And half like crazy 
cop action stuff. Yeah, literal I, renegade cop, as it says. Yeah, I would say like it's eighty percent just kind of generic ass New York law movie, mm-hmm. and then twenty percent. Holy fuck, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, for like the longest period of time in this movie, I was like, oh shit. This is not a movie for us. We were like 40 minutes in and I'm like, uh, <laughs> what did we do there? It's just people talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the, the movie opens and it's a, it's a gentleman, uh, a, a drug purveyor uh-huh. standing, uh, under like one of those, you know, bridges in central park, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of hanging out. Well, first he's smoking some crack, he, you know, yes. he's, he's sampling his own wares. You got to check it out. Um, it's menthol crack cause it's in, a, it's, it's, it's in, in a, a Newport box. You know, yeah. New, it, mm-hmm. Well, a unmarked Newport box because they, I don't know, I guess they didn't want to, couldn't get the rights to Newport. Yeah. Newport was like, you know, I don't the cr- keeping the crack <laughs> in our pack. We're not really cool with that. <laughs> we don't want to crack, crack in a pack. Don't we're not put in our pack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't want to be associated with people getting killed. Right. Yes. Sure. But, but menthol crack, he's smoking some menthol crack mm-hmm. and gets approached, uh, by, by a person in shadow. Um, and he comes into frame eventually and we see that it's, uh, the, who'd you say it was like the it's president? Mike it's the chief yeah. of staff yeah, from Mike 24 Novick. yeah from 24 yeah. with a head of hair mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just yeah he kind of like yeah you got some I think he says lightning mm-hmm. you know yeah street name for crack I guess ride the lightning yeah and, and <laughs> street that, name for crack that doesn't make any yeah. sense <laughs> that's what crack is it's the street name for crack nah man you gotta get cooler <laughs> no, names crack no. is the legal yeah, term yeah. <laughs> crack was my father I'm lightning <laughs> But then it just kind of cuts away, and we don't really know what happened. And then right back, I mean, well, well, he he says, you know, I got you got change. Yeah, yeah. I I got some big bills. bills. Yeah, Yeah. he's like, yeah, I got change. Yeah, he's like, can you turn off that radio? Mm -hmm. So he turns off his boombox, and that's pretty much when it cuts away. Well, it it shows specifically shows him reaching down and uh, pressing record on the boombox instead of turning it off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. The but, thing you should do on a Red Hot Chili Peppers song mm-hmm. of that age. Yeah. And, I mean, it cuts away, I don't know, to nothing for a second or two. And then we jump ahead a few minutes in time, and it's just cops and paramedics have shown up at this same location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they both appear to be dead. Yes. They're both, like, laying down in pools of blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the paramedic goes over to the Mike from 24 first and checks him for a second and then starts to go to the other guy and the cop is like no you save him and he's like dude he's already dead yeah. let, let us know if there's any change in his condition right <laughs> he's dead and then they scuffle for a bit and push each other around and they also yeah. i love yeah, that because they come, they, to, they come up to the, what looks like a corpse we we find out that the guy the, the drug dealer is alive but mm-hmm. he's like cuff him i'm like is that standard practice <laughs> to cuff a corpse i believe yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think it might be uh, okay <laughs> But yeah, he's not he's not dead, and he's going to try to save him. And the cops are like, "Nah, fuck him." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then it's Peter Weller making breakfast. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, uh, breakfast is a loose term for it. <laughs> as he calls it, he's making a homemade orange Julius. It is not a homemade orange Julius. He is putting orange juice. Oh, it's a sin. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. He's, first it's him gathering everything, which is like opening up cabinets, and it's all like granola number nine mm-hmm. and a bunch of sprouts and other yeah, but he doesn't use any of them. no no he's like he he pours like a half a gallon of milk mm-hmm. orange juice mm-hmm. and cracks a raw egg over top of it well cracks a raw egg and then just like shakes out some folders on top of it mm-hmm. yeah and then blends mm-hmm. yep and we were all just repulsed pretty much yeah <laughs> and he cranks up the Jimi hendrix yes he does and he's just rocking out i i think now that all that health food crap was his girlfriend's crap. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
because yeah, she she was trying to change him because that's yeah that's what ladies in movies of this era do is they like, do like Peter Weller you're terrible but I'll change you and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you'll be I'll, a I'll fine change I will change being. everything about you including what you eat what you do mm-hmm. how you dress I love you please change everything and then you will be exactly what I want right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she comes out and harshes his mellow mm-hmm. by turning off the music. And calling it heavy metal. Yeah. And he's like, no. Nah, he's like, nah. let me correct you. It's right Jimmy Hendrix. Right now. <laughs> I know you can't hear Jimmy, but <laughs> you can listen, and it's not heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of have a back and forth about something. I don't know, but this just sets up Peter Weller as being more animated than I think I've ever seen him. Yeah. Like, he I, is... Yeah. As you described it, he's very gold bloomy. In Especially in this opening this. scene, yeah, yeah. In the opening scene, he calms down a bit after that, but but he's still he's still emoting a hell of a lot more than he has done in the past twenty five years. Yeah, like you know, you, you see, I mean, even in Buckaroo Banzai, I mean, he's very one note in that movie. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't have a range or anything. In this, yeah. he is all over the place. And, and you know, in Leviathan, that I think that was a little bit of our complaint there too. Mm-hmm. You know, which a lot of people got mad at us about is basically like you know he's kind of wooden and just kind of. Yeah. Not really giving you any range of anything. Yeah. And, you know, at least this one, he's he's yeah. got a lot more going on in this movie. Yeah. Because basically, as we come to classify his character, he is just he's a guy who's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Like he has no societal filter or any kind of doubt at any time. It's just. He is set in motion, and that becomes whatever it is he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's got to be liberating. No impulse control. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just. What I mean, because you know, he's a lawyer. We we learn mm-hmm. that he's a lawyer, mm-hmm. public defender. Yeah, yeah. And he's like getting ready to not be a public defender. He's going to join like his girlfriend's father's firm or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's one week like, to retirement of the public defender's uh, right. office. <laughs> yeah, and to go into the Isn't private sector, like an accounting firm or something that he's going to be a lawyer for. I think it's something insurance. On, something so, on Wall yeah, Street. Something yeah. dumb and boring. Yeah. Um, something that's not the law. Yeah. It's corporate law. Mm-hmm. Right. Selling out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's criticizing how he's dressed, the tie he's wearing, and, you know, why don't you go pick up the suit that... And he's like, because they'll think I'm a pimp. I, this, 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 you know, it's fine for going to the, you know, where I'm going to work, but I'm not going down to the jail wearing that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that tie, ugh. Barf, barf motion. Yes. He, he does, does change his tie. He does. Yeah. 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 It's but, an ugly tie. In her defense... That tie's fucking ugly. It is. Yeah. The rest of his suit is fine for the time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he's, it's right to he's at the jail and going to meet with his client, which is the drug dealer from the opening scene. Mm-hmm. And we get he's a little... He's changed his tie. He did change his tie, yeah. Mm-hmm. And But we get a little aside where the one of the guards is coming to a prison cell, and I don't, I don't remember what he calls out, but it's like, it's some generic term. I'm, I'm assuming it's like fish, you know, new guy, like, mm-hmm. you know. And he calls out for them, and the guy, the you know, business guy in the in the cells, like that's not my name. And then he's like, "Here's your food. You want a condom?" And the guy's like, "Excuse me." And he's like, "It's our new protocol. We're, we're every meal and once a day, we're supposed to offer you a condom." And he's like, "No." And, and this big dude comes up from behind him. He's like, "I'll take a condom." <laughs> and just kind of just stares uncomfortably him. close to him, and it's like, "All right, yeah, that, that's it's a good joke." Uh huh. Yeah, but. Yeah, that, need... that's all. That's the. Mm-hmm. It's just an aside. Mm-hmm. It literally has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. No, but yeah, he just goes a bit and, of flavor. Yeah, he goes and meets with the client, uh, the drug dealer, and he's just like, "All right, tell me a story." Yeah, <laughs> and the guy basically tells him a story, and then is immediately like, "I shouldn't have said that." 
and he's like, oh, you gave me bits of information. I will follow up on this because I am only well, well, I can only be pointed off, forward. <laughs> he starts off telling him what we eventually find out is the truth. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, that, you know, the cop just came up, never identified himself, pulled a gun and. Mm-hmm. And he's going to shoot. Yeah, he just he thought, was going to shoot him. So he yeah. pulled a gun because he didn't know he was a cop. He yeah. had no idea. And he's like, I would have given up my boss in a heartbeat if that's what yeah. the dude wanted. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm used to them taking money. So, you know, you got to pay off cops. That's part of the job. Yeah. And, you know, Peter Weller's basically like, you know, nobody's going to believe that, right? And he's like, man, you know, I wish the cops would just work it out with RC or something like NC. that. NC. NC, yeah. Because yeah. I kept thinking it was like, you work for North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yep. then Peter Weller's like, well, I'm going to look into this. Mm-hmm. And so that leads him to kind of, okay, I need to start finding out about all these cops. Mm-hmm. Yep. And turns out his contact... <laughs> Is a man we are introduced to sleeping in a movie theater that is showing uh, the soldier, mm-hmm. which is another James Glickenhouse mm-hmm. joint and future Bathcast movie. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, it was going to be anyway, and then when we saw this footage, we were like, "I think we're watching the wrong movie." Yeah, especially yeah. when this when this started so kind of you right. know, straight laced. Like, what is the all the action yeah. going to be in this movie within the movie? <laughs> yeah, at the very first start of it, I'm like, "Is that on Her Majesty's Secret Service?" Yeah, and yeah. then like somebody does a spinning jump <laughs> off a. Off a ski ramp, yeah. While shooting with an Uzi, and we we're like, okay, that's not on Her Majesty's Secret <laughs> <Yeah>. Service. <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it's Sam Elliott. But I mean, this is like a loud ass shooty movie, yeah. and he is just you know sleeping in sleeping the in the, sleeping in the theater. Like I, I, he had some sort of alcohol container, he had a beer with and a paper bag, yeah. and, just, and then like yeah. his, his pager's Living going the off. Life, yeah, his pager's going off, which I assume was Peter Weller mm-hmm. paging him. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, Ugh, yeah, and yeah. wakes up and goes up into the shittiest shit. bathroom on earth mm-hmm. where br- he is brushing his teeth. He has stashed toiletries in whatever paper dispenser is next to this yep. shitty ass sink and is just starting his day. And yeah. I mean, this place, it's just littered with graffiti, like everything. Yeah. Like, you know, it is shitty New York. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not just graffiti. The floor is littered with glass vials. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's outside the bathroom, but like. I'm just uh, just paint the picture. I mean, like mm-hmm. literally every square inch of this bathroom is covered in graffiti. Yeah. And Peter Weller and him are talking and he's just like, dude, what the hell? And they go out to the concession stand and I don't know why Peter Weller is just like looking like the fuck is this place and why am I here? And, and before they get to the concession stand, he's like, what's what the fuck is with all the glass on the floor? He's like, that's crack pipes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you but he buys, you legal but, people call it crack. It's actually lightning. But he's like buying Peter Weller a thing of popcorn. And then Peter Weller eats it. Now, I would need the popcorn in a crack house. Right. That's my point. He's looking around like I am disgusted by this place. I'm yeah. stepping over crack pipes, but I'll eat some popcorn. Fuck it. I bet it's really good. Yeah. He may have the same problem that I have, which is even if you offer it to me in a crack den, I'm going to eat popcorn. Yeah. Mm. I, I have a problem. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah. because Peter Weller is a is a constant. He's in constant motion. Like he he always has to have food put in front of him because mm-hmm. like they're eating popcorn and then walk outside onto Forty Second Street and immediately go to a hot dog hot dog cart. Well, Sam Elliott bought him the popcorn. Then Peter Weller bought Sam Elliott the hot dog. <laughs> right. Which I, I love that they have a whole back and forth conversation here while the hot dog vendor is just standing there with a the hot uh, like <laughs> and then they're like. Okay, I, I was buying that this was real New York, except that this guy is just like waiting for you to finish mm-hmm. your conversation and going, buddy, you want your fucking hot dog or not? Yeah, <laughs> I ain't got all day. Yeah, because yeah, this is like old shitty Times Square. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This which is absolutely which, which frighteningly I will say, dangerous I really, Times Square. I really like this shot because they start in the lobby and yeah. they end up out on the street, mm-hmm. yeah, which is rad. like very 
rare to see mm-hmm. that kind of setup. Yeah, because the logistics once you get outside have to be a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I love the fact that like if, if you get bored of the scene, you can look in the background and see what all movies were playing in mm-hmm. 1987, 88. Yep. Like Nightmare on Street Three, somewhere was Death playing Prom Night Two. Five. Yeah, Death Wish Four or Five. Something yeah. like. I think it was Five. The Hidden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, it's never like. I guess I wasn't paying enough attention, but it's never quite established like what their relationship was because Sam Elliott is a cop. Yes. Mm-hmm. As, as it's shown very quickly, but like, how was it that Peter Weller and him interacted? Do they ever really make it clear? Yeah, no. Usually cops and public defenders don't generally get along because they're kind of fighting either side mm-hmm. of the battle. There. See, at first I thought Sam Elliott was the previous boyfriend of, of Peter Weller's current girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought because they were having a weird back and forth in the theater. Like you need to go home. You need to, she says, you know, you got to do these things. Like mm-hmm. we never saw him get instructions from somebody to deliver to yeah, Sam yeah. Elliott. And I mean, the whole time he's just like, he's asking him questions about, do you know this person? What, what, what about this? The cop that got shot? Yeah. You know, do you think he was dirty? Anything? Yeah. And he's like, dude, you're, you're retiring in a week. Why the fuck would you care? Like, just, mm-hmm. just take the pass. This is a scumbag. Let him fry. Retire. Get yeah. out of this. He's like, nah, man, I got to do this. They're mm-hmm. identical twins. That's what I've decided. Are they? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> you just got to suspend some disbelief. You're sure. Good. So you shave Sam Elliott and you get Peter Weller. They yeah. can't just be twins. Like, they have to be identical twins. Yes. <laughs> yes. Look nothing alike. Yes. Okay. Yep. It, it's all in the facial hair. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But uh, the, the information that's imparted is the... Uh, the guy who the drug dealer who'd been arrested had mm-hmm. mentioned blue jean cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he had he was like, Well, what the hell? And Sam Elliott's like, You just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Does that, are, are those average normal cops who are honest were just wearing Levi's and all that? And these fancy ass mm-hmm. dirty cops are wearing Sergio Leone's. Yeah. <laughs> Sergio <laughs> Leone's. He doesn't yeah. Sergio Sp- Valentes, I know. <laughs> I know. Them damn spaghetti western jeans. <laughs> I know the difference. I was being Always yeah, yeah I, I do like how he says they pick up a bag of chemicals that's worth more than they'll make in 10 years, and the next day they got a brand new pair of Sergio Leone jeans and a Porsche in the garage. Yes. Yeah. I just like Sam how he Elliott. described it as a, as a bag of chemicals. Yes, bag of chemicals. <laughs> He's yeah. a simple man. Anything's a bag yeah. of chemicals. To yeah, him. yeah. But he's like, and then, <laughs> final, they found out it was just dumpster trash. Yeah. <laughs> and, and finally, his, his final takeaway is like, he's like, "Do you think O'Leary was dirty?" He's like, "Man, I don't know, and I wouldn't tell you if I did, but uh, let me tell you, cops are real bad at hiding money." All right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Peter Weller goes to the widow's house, <laughs> yeah. and is just like. Hi, I'm representing the guy who killed your husband. I, he does not say that. He says, I'm working with the people. Right. I'm associated with the people, people prosecuting yeah. the man who yes. killed your husband. May I come in? But she's not lying. No. I mean, legally yeah. speaking, he's yeah. not lying. Yeah. Uh, and he goes in and she offers him tea or something. Mm-hmm. And he just goes in the other room and is just like looking around like, where am I going to find the pile of money? <laughs> I just love how he gives this shrug like, man, where is it? Yeah. yeah. Where could it be? Like, <laughs> I there's obvious pile of money sitting here yeah. it's like not even a briefcase yeah. or like anything. there should be like a big screen tv yeah. or a pile of gold <laughs> maybe maybe i should check the hamper they're trying to launder some money yeah, yeah. but yeah. then like a few moments later he's taking out her trash mm-hmm. and then he's just like well okay well no, i like that i like that he goes where's your cans yeah. yes <laughs> and, and she kind of for a second is like uh, uh-huh. oh uh. Uh, they're they're locked inside the garage just mm-hmm. leave it at the bottom of the stairs yeah. the garage is locked 
He says it like twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he eyes the garage and then walks away. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, nice to meet you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the other side of town, the hottest new nightclub has opened up. Uh, well, before we get there, uh-huh. it, it like interjected between scenes of what's going on. Mm-hmm. We've sh- we've been introduced to the bad cop. Oh, right. Who's kind of leading the gang. Yeah, they're all driving somewhere. Yeah. And it's basically there's the their one informant is in the car and it's three cops. And he's basically like, everyone can tell you're fucking cops and I can't be seen with you. And they're like, you shut up. <laughs> Damn it, you fucking idiot. You know, uh-huh. and, and basically just doing like the, hey, we're we're above everything cop thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to tell us what's what's going on with this new deal that's happening. You know, and, and it's basically it just we're, we've been introduced to them through this. Yes. And that this guy is important somehow. Mm hmm. And they, so they are headed somewhere. They're going to do a bust. Mm-hmm. Sam Elliott's going to meet them there because he's the fourth person of yeah. this hit squad mm-hmm. guys. He's picking up the warrants. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the warrants. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they sent him specifically to pick up mm-hmm. the warrants. Yeah. 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 But kids come to this awesome club, which is actually kind of cool the way they have to get in where there's basically a video monitor and it's just the guy's face on it. Mm-hmm. But like in a cool 80s way. Yeah. You know, like almost like a Max Hedrumy type thing where he's looking at them and they and have they, to put their bags. No, through that, the, that was last week's movie. Yeah. No. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. But but the, he's, you know, the guys on the video screen going, all right, welcome to paradise. Mm-hmm. And then they come in and it's just like, this club sucks. Yeah, this club is <laughs> shitty. I guess now, there's the only, a reason for it. I the mean, only good well, thing is it's full of drugs. I was going to say. I'm going to go on record as saying for a crack club, this is actually pretty fucking nice. Oh, sure. This is is the most upscale crack house. Yes. Lightning bar you'll ever go to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's not a crack club. It is a lightning bar. Sorry. Yeah. But like you first go in and there's like 12 people there and you're just like, well, this place fucking sucks. Let's go home. But no, it's like there are just different rooms with different. I mean, like there's a room upstairs called the crematorium where you're just like, that's uh, where you go to smoke the crack. Okay. Mm. Well, Mm. And then there's a room where King Crack is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, where NC lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, this we're introduced to him because this lady is outside and she's like talking to the, to, you know, the, the guy guarding the door who and she's just like, I know I don't have any more money, but I need more stuff. <laughs> and he's like, nah, it's not how it works. And she's like, please. And he's like, all right. <laughs> Plead your case. Go inside. Mm. I'd recommend not doing that, but yeah, go in anyway. It's your choice. (laughs) That crack or that man has everyone's best interests at heart. Yeah. At least in that scene. Yes. Later, he does not. (laughs) He's the bouncer at the crack house with the heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. uh, She goes in there and says, please, sir, may I have more crack? Mm -hmm. And uh, but I'm out of money. Yeah. So everyone knows where this is going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, outside, Sam Elliott and the crew have come up and they're just arming themselves out of the trunk and they ask him what he'd prefer and he prefers the grenades. He does. Yes. He grabs a handful of grenades, which for reference is two. Yes. Mm -hmm. But still, I love that they're yellow, too. I I don't know why they why they made them yellow. Special police issue. So you don't lose them. Oh, okay. You can see them in the dark. When they roll under the couch, (laughs) you'll be able to find them when you shine the lighter. Oh, there is that made a bomb. A little bang for you. (laughs) And it was all yellow. Hmm. <laughs> that was cold. Play. <laughs> Play up. Uh, uh, yeah. But also, they, they don't need to be brown when you're not in the shit. <laughs> right. Good point. So, 
they the grenades sadly are only used to blow the door. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. But they come in and they're just, you know, rounding everyone up. Mm-hmm. They they basically come right into uh NC's counting room. Oh, everyone complies. Like all yeah. the all the patrons of the of the lightning gastro pub are just yeah. like, I'll line up over here. And they are identified as cops. Like they are yeah. wearing their vests and, hey, they, and you have badges. One dude's just standing visible. there with the crack pipe. It's like you might want to drop that. Yeah. Just, like, like, yeah. just, you know. Yeah, just put it on the floor. There's just, a certain point where it's just, hey, yeah, you, you can't say it's not yours. You might have gotten me. Yeah. <laughs> this is a crack house? Yeah. I know this looks oh. bad. <laughs> I was just here with a friend. Mm-hmm. I heard this was the hottest new nightclub. Mm-hmm. And he it a- was for yeah. a moment. Yeah. <laughs> he asked me to hold this for him. And yeah. He went to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't smoke it. Yeah. I didn't want it to hit the floor. Yeah. I mean, but so they're running up everyone and mm-hmm. Sam Elliott has NC. Yep. And, you know, they're they're just they grab the one guy who's in the bed with the uh, the girl who had negotiated a deal earlier. Mm-hmm. And they kind of yank him out and throw him over the desk that NC was behind. Yeah. And they tell Sam Elliott, take him down, get him booked. We'll deal with everything else here. Yeah, we'll and, we'll round up everything here. Mm-hmm. Sam Elliott. Yeah. Wink. And Sam Elliott kind of gives a look like. Oh, damn it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. <laughs> yeah. Because that's kind of been the way he's acted around all the other cops is like, mm-hmm. hey, you guys do your thing. I'll keep my mouth shut. Just keep me out of it. Yeah. Yeah. But so he takes him and leaves. And that's when they start tasing the guy who uh, yeah, he hasn't who even, they like, thrown left, over left. He's just yeah. out in the lobby. You yeah. Whatever. Sam Elliott basically hears it. And yeah. he's just like, dear Lord, sweet baby Jesus, let me get through the rest of this day. <laughs> yeah. uh, meanwhile, back at the other side of town, Peter Weller has just decided to breaking and entering in this lady's house. She, uh, he, he breaks into the garage. Mm-hmm. He, he's just been, I guess, sitting outside her house until nightfall and then walks back over, breaks into the garage and just, there's a thing under a tarp, which he just pulls the, the tarp off and it's a Porsche. Mm-hmm. And yep. he immediately is just like, oh, holy shit. Wow. It's a Porsche. Well, fuck. All right. Here it is. Here's the evidence. I guess I'll go now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, he breaks it. He breaks the little window, turns on the lights and everything. Ah, Porsche. All right. Cover it back yeah. up. Turn the lights off. Time mm-hmm. to leave. Yeah. He didn't but, even search the trash. Yeah. That's no. where the money would have been. Right. Just in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be hidden. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's just Peter Weller being pushed forward and it's there's not a moment of hesitation He's just going to break into well, this house. <laughs> well, you think about when like when James Glickenhouse mentions in the beginning, in the intro to this, mm-hmm. that they don't make movies like this anymore. Yeah, because movies do research yeah. now. Like, <laughs> like people understand how procedure works and how police officers work and how lawyers work. You know, like they don't just go, I'm going to break into somebody's house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was no like motivating factor. There, there was nothing that pushed Peter Weller over the edge to turn to crime in order to get his, you know, his, mm. his client off. It's, he was just really curious. He's just like, man, I should really just follow through on this and I'll just do whatever it takes, I guess. But mm-hmm. it, it's just so weird because you, you look at the casting and you think about what movies were like in the eighties and you're like, okay, Peter Weller's going to be this bookish lawyer and Samuel Elliott's going to be the badass cop and they're going to get stuck together in some situation yeah. and chaos will reign. Not but at all. Peter Weller is just as much of a badass in this as Sam Elliott is. He just doesn't do as much as Sam Elliott does. Like yeah. Peter Weller is fearless. He's way more of a loose cannon. Yeah. I mean, he's just. Yes. Especially because he has no business being any kind of cannon. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He should be a cannon for justice. And that's it. I mean, he should. He's the. 
He's the pirate lawyer. I mean, yeah. he's Yarr. just <laughs> robo lawyer. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, all, but, all that but I mean, happened. it became a running joke with us. We're like, after a scene would end, they'd be like, "Man, we got to fill out a shit ton of paperwork." <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like it's that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so he breaks in, sees, okay, this guy had a Porsche. He was clearly on the take, which we kind of all knew already. Yeah, we did, but Peter Weller didn't. He's, okay, he's got to he's got to prove his, his client's innocence. Okay, so yeah, all uh, right. Now he so has the, the proof. Now he has the proof, which he obtained illegally. <laughs> yes. It is inadmissible. <laughs> yeah. Yet somehow he gets it into mm-hmm. the trial somehow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he, he went and found the shady guy that sold the Porsche. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know, eventually. Like, of course, a shady cop went to a shady car dealer. Paid mm-hmm. cash. Paid cash. And no so receipts. No records. And he's like, well, fuck, that was all wasted time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. uh, man, justice moves swiftly mm. here in New York City mm-hmm. because they've already brought NC up on, you know, deciding his bail, all that, and the judge is basically, sets it at a million dollars, to which the prosecutor goes, "Eh -eh." (laughs) uh-uh. I object. I object. And he's like, bitch, it's 11.55 (laughs) on a Friday night, a million dollars. And she's like, he he finds that in his seat cushions. He'll pay it right now. And the judge is like, motion denied, Mm -hmm. million dollars, slams the gavel. Yeah. Well, he's like, Defense attorney, do you have anything to say? And he's like, my client will now be making bail. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, snap. And comes, now, they bring up the briefcase, which, yep. you know, is always stacked with hundreds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Impossible to be a million dollars. Well, just so you know, I feel like you we have to pay 10 percent of your bail. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. The, he, that's only it was only one hundred thousand dollars that he had to pay. Oh, well, whenever they set the bail, it's generally. OK, so if you pay it directly to the jail yourself, mm mm-hmm. It is the full amount. Okay. Oh. If you go through a bail bondsman, it is almost certainly 10%. Right. Because the bail bondsman... Is guaranteed. You pay 10% yeah. to the bail bondsman as a guarantee that you will come back. The okay. bail bondsman has an agreement with the... Um, an agreement with the... The courts. The courts mm-hmm. that okay. he will pay the full amount. Okay. Yeah. So... But yeah, he, I, I've never, I've never had to post. I've been in cash jail before, <laughs> so but million dollars. I was not aware of how of how the system worked without a bail bond. A million dollars in, in hundreds would fit a fairly large suitcase. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and well, this was hundreds and fifties. Yeah, there were fifties yep. yeah. in here too. Yeah. So just, yeah. I've seen it. And yeah. and Sam Elliott is sitting in the audience like Jesus, Mary, fuck, yes. <laughs> you son of a girl. Everything's broken. The system, girl. Mm-hmm. So it's ten thousand hundred dollar bills. Ten thousand hundred dollar bills is my math right on that? That's yes. a, so many. Yep, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. But yeah, but they pay it. Yeah, and and he just kind of looks at looks at Sam Elliott and gives like the finger guns. He's like, eh? yeah. <laughs> and Sam Elliott's like, God damn it! I fucking hate this city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But so yes, yeah, so now the bad guy has posted bail. Sam yep. Elliott knows bad things are going to follow. Yeah. So Sam Elliott goes back to the club. Where the the valet is still there, <laughs> I don't know why the club's been shut down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that guy is still doing there. But uh, Sam Elliott just roughs this guy up and is like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna murder you." Yeah, eventually he's like pulls a gun. He's like, "No, this is." He's like, "A gun?" He's like, "Yeah, check yeah. out the big brain on Brad." <laughs> he's like, "Not just a gun. It's like it's an untraceable gun. Yeah. It has no serial number. It means I can blow your brains out, dump you in the East River, and mm-hmm. nobody will give yeah. a fuck." Yeah. So he just he's he's like, "I'm looking for the ponytail guy." 
who was with you know the mm-hmm. the cops who were here or, earlier? What do they call him? Shithead? They, he, they, I don't think they ever say his real name. They're like dip, dipshit. They, yeah. Everyone calls him dipshit. I, sure, that's probably his credit. In the, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever heard his actual name. Yeah, but he's like, I'm looking for that guy. Yeah, and he he tells him, ah, he's at this 42nd Street. Yeah, place. He likes this, you know, titty titty bar slash brothel. Mm-hmm. Whoa, this place is the shittiest Disney World sex uh, emporium I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, okay. What's great is this is probably like, like where the Toys R Us is now, or something. like, yeah. Well, probably not for is, soon, but you know. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, it's like the ESPN Sports Bar is now here. Or yeah. yeah, it's like okay. In reality, I would never want to go into a place like this because just fucking disgusting. No mm-hmm. way. But you kind of want to like float above it just to see what kind of ridiculous house of horrors this place actually is. Because like, there's this lobby where this dude is just barking. You know, oh, he's doing the like live flesh, yeah, BS like call out. See the weird, real girl. And there's just, a carnival barker yeah. for titties. Yeah, but and then there's like this weird display case of dildos, and then like you go into another room, and there, it's like a weird like the the rejects from Fame are all in there on ecstasy, making out with mm-hmm. each other, and just kind of like you'll do, you come with me, and then it's like this weird mixer for, for <laughs> I don't know, but like this dude. Well, it seems to be like okay, so there's a guy behind the glass, and and he's like. He's like, all right, where's the money? And yeah. he's like, gives it, gives him something. He's like, this actually looks real this time. He's like, yeah. sure is. Which room can I have? And he's like, take the honeymoon suite. Yeah. And but, he radios ahead. But apparently, like, <laughs> this is an agreement of like, you know, it's like a buffet. You know, like, yes. you just pay your money and then just go in and whoever's available, just right. just grab them. Yeah. Just like, you come with me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not your standard brothel. I don't know because I've never been to one, but I'm saying like it, it, as it, it's as not it, presented like anything I've ever yeah, seen before. It, most brothels, it's like, all right, you know, here's our selection. Who do you want? I'll take her. <laughs> this is more like, you know, like I said, it's the golden corral of, of brothels. This is like 3 a.m. <laughs> the orgy ended two hours ago and everyone's not sure if they should go home or not. They're just kind of like hanging on each other yeah. and mm-hmm. and all that. But so he, he walks in with a vial of crack and yeah. he's like, I got what you want. <laughs> and here's what I want. And holds up like, sh- well, like their handcuff shackles, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so, I think that was cocaine. Huh? I think that was cocaine. Is it a vial? I don't know. Whatever. It looked powdery. Okay. Mm. And delicious. <laughs> it, it was some form of cocaine crack there we or go. otherwise. Yeah. But like Samuel Elliott calls Peter Weller at home, wakes him up, and he's just like, they're at the amphitheater. Let's go get them. You know, and he's just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. It's Sam Elliott impression. <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad. I just yeah. love them. Yeah. So uh, they meet up, you know, and Outside. just like, all right, let's go. Let's yeah. check this place out. However... Someone has made it there before them, mm-hmm. which is the bouncer from the other club. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. He's gone in, and at first you think he's going to cut the power, mm-hmm. but he opens the junction box and well, then just, before he does that, no, no, yeah, he goes. The guy who's oh, right, yeah. taking the money, where's dipshit? Like, yeah, and he's like, "Well, why would I tell you? Yeah, like, I got to pay." And he immediately grabs the window in front of him and rips it out of the wall. Yes, mm-hmm. this picks was the, the guy up by his neck. <laughs> He's like, this is the first moment in the movie where you're like, oh, shit, this is a action movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, OK, maybe we're going to be yeah. OK here. Yeah, it's but about this is, at least half an hour. In, at probably least. More. Yeah. This is like the first like moment of extreme something where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, all right, here we go. Yeah. Uh, and so. so, yeah. And this guy storms up to the to the room mm-hmm. and like you said, rips the wire out of junction box. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And uh, he goes in, and this guy is chained up to the bed, getting whipped on his back, I guess, by mm-hmm. the by the woman who's there. But it's like a brass frame bed, yeah, you know, metal yeah. frame bed. Yeah. To which our bouncer guy <laughs> immediately 
jams the wires onto the brass and electrocutes the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just turns around and walks out. Yeah, yep. the lady's okay, but horrified. And yeah. he's just like, yep. <laughs> it's like, my work here is done. <laughs> See ya. Yep. Uh, so as he's leaving, like, like he ends up in the stairwell at the top of it where Peter Weller and Sam Elliott are coming in at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of darts out. Yeah, he hears them and then just mm-hmm. kind of hides from them. Peter Weller asks, he's like, he asks Sam Elliott, hey, you, you got a little something for me? And he hands him a gun. He's like, you know how to use that? And he's like, New York. <laughs> yeah. well, he comes back, he's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I live in New York. Yeah. So like, again, this is just crazy fearless Peter Weller yeah. just like hell yes let's fucking murder somebody but, but even better to that when he's all enthusiastic about it, you just hand me a gun Sam Elliott's just like please don't shoot me in the ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. yeah so they go upstairs and just <laughs> go into this room and this man is smoking and he's just like oh man this yeah. is bad <laughs> Sam Elliott's just like god damn it yeah so he goes over and opens up the window and just immediately, like, laser focuses on this dude. He's just like, that's him. Freeze. Yeah. And then a patrol car pulls up and has also somehow identified this dude mm-hmm. to where they tell him to freeze. And the guy's like, nah. And so he's where I don't. I can't even describe what he's wearing. It's almost like kind of like priestly robes, but yeah, like more African-ish. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like, like if a... Like a, if a dashiki only had color around the collar and right. cuffs, yeah. But then he's also got a couple Mardi Gras beads around his neck, mm-hmm. and then just around his head, like a like a little crown, yeah. Uh, one strand of like purple Mardi Gras beads, right? That's weird. Mm-hmm. But like, so the cops come at him, and he's just like, "Okay, officers, no problem," and just whips out his wrists. And knives. I, yeah, I don't know. Were they like, you know, those uh, projectile knife things? I guess. I guess. Knives? Yeah. Knife to meet you. He, yeah. You know, he, <laughs> both those cops and Sam Elliott it's like, hey, freeze. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, nah. And <laughs> reaches under whatever this thing is he's wearing and just some machine gun comes out. On mm-hmm. a on like a gantry, on like a steady cam <laughs> yeah. thing. Just. <laughs> and just starts shooting into the crowd. Yeah. Shooting up at Sam Elliott. And then he's yeah, just kills like a bunch of pedestrians yeah, on the street. Yeah, they weren't they weren't doing anything. No. Nope. Uh, and then he's like, I'm taking this police car. Yeah. To which Sam Elliott, who's up top, who's just been shot at, is like, God damn it. And so he Sam Elliott, like he comes out of the window and climbs onto whatever this neon yeah. sign thing I mean, they've, is. They've got a big like, you know, marquee thing, too. But then there's like a pole with mm-hmm. lights all down. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're immediately like. Just go down the stairs, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> because this guy's taken off in a cop car. We're like, yeah. you're not going to get down there in yeah, time. You're not. Uh, he does because <laughs> it, he the thing peels off the wall and comes down over the street. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is a wide shot. Like, this is not like. No, no this is a stuntman doing. Yeah, this, this yes. is dangerous stuntman shit. Yes. And swings down on top of a bus. Not even on top, just hovering over the top of yeah. it. It's still probably another 10 feet drop. I, I to thought the top for sure the this was going to be like a, the fire pole with like the neon exploding as he goes down. Yeah. Kind oh, of so deal. was I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, as soon mm-hmm. as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's just like when you swing down the light string. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. But no. no, he rips that thing out oh, yeah. of the wall and, and takes it down. I don't know if that was the plan or if that's just what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he is now perched on top of this bus and he looks over and there are some bikers. Mm hmm. And he just jumps off and tackles the two bikers off of this well, lead bike. he jumps bike. from the bowl to the 
uh, the pole to the bus, right? And then is like, yeah, yeah. There, there's the it, bus it's, to it's, the it's, bikers, but it's a trike. Like that's what yeah. he goes after. He's like, I'm going to take this trike here. Yeah. So <laughs> does not identify himself as a police officer or yeah. anything. No, just tackle these people. The rest of the bikers are like, hey man, what the fuck? Yeah, we're going to beat the shit out of you. Pulls now. a gun. Is like, don't try it. Well, Peter Weller yeah. also shows up with his gun. And he's just yeah. like, back off. <laughs> yeah, because like, he took the stairs. Apparently, yeah. did he like, fire some like random? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Weller shot like three shots in the air. It's like, dude, you're a lawyer. What are you doing? Also, it's New York. Those bullets are going to come down somewhere. Yes. Yeah. But he's just like, I got this. Let's fucking go. And he just hops on the back of this motorcycle. This. Well, <laughs> this so, somebody hops on the back of this. motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like this I'm also pro- proceeds to like make me fear for one of those stuntmen. Yeah. Yes. Like, like he's not even like properly sitting on the back of the truck. He, like he's not riding like, you no, know, he's sitting sideways. Yeah. He's like sitting side saddle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But he keeps trying Peter to like there's a real lady. He rides yeah. side saddle. He keeps trying to like perch over Sam Elliott. Yeah. To shoot. Yeah. I mean, the, it's other... the image on the front of the, the, <laughs> the Blu-ray is, is from that. Is oh, God. From the, from them on a motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> um, but I, I will say, like, I mean, there are shots where it's obviously the strike is behind the, the film car. Yeah. But then there's shots where the stuntman doing Sam Elliott it has a magical fake beard and mustache yeah. that's just so bad. Yeah. Yep. And the but, thing is, like, they didn't even get, like, a gray wig to put on the stuntman. They yeah. got, like, a regular wig that they spray painted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just looks so bad. It's, it's but, pretty great, though, at the same time. But this is all made up for by the, the, actual, the fucking nonsense that is happening during mm-hmm. this. Because, like, bus spins out of control and the bikers have given chase. Because yeah. they're like, hey, my bike. So <laughs> they go after this Sam Elliott. My bike. <laughs> and they like crash in, <clears throat> into the bus, which is now perpendicular mm-hmm. on the road. One of them goes through the window of the bus. Yeah. Uh, so guy in the cop car is swerving all over the place. Just like, fuck traffic. Fuck all of you. No matter where mm-hmm. you're driving, what side of the road. Just fuck all of you. Uh, then they they turn down one direction, which is just a homeless camp. Yeah, he takes an exit for a closed bridge, yeah. which leads him up to just like, like hey, fuck the homeless. Yeah. And, and it just massacres just, their encampment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's a large homeless camp. Like, not yes. just like, yeah. hey, a couple of people live here. No, it's like, yeah. it's Hobo Row. Because, like, <laughs> it just keeps going and going. And this car is just plowing through all mm-hmm. their tents and shit. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, Peter Weller and Sam Elliott are giving chase behind it in a trike. Mm-hmm. And they get to close to the end of this. And Sam Elliott just yells at Peter Weller, get off. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, jump off. Yeah, so he does. And then not quite clear on exactly what happens here towards the end, but like the car just gets to end of the road Mm -hmm. and, you know, 360s over. I actually for half a second, this movie was getting so crazy that the way it flips over, I was like, please drive off because like it kind of like slowly turns over and does a perfect flip. It teeters on the edge Mm -hmm. and then does a perfect flip and lands upright. I mean, it's fucked. But I mean, I was like, this movie is so stupid. If I just be like, "Eh, the car's fine. It's drivable. And at some point during this, Sam Elliott has almost driven the bike off off this. Also, the the bike. No, the bike did go over. Yeah. But but, he's like hanging on to the chain link fence that is, Mm -hmm. you know. But so, yeah, the bike is now over by the dude uh, who has gotten out of the car. He's still OK because mm-hmm. he's, of course, an unstoppable monster. Well, he he stumbles out a little bit. Yeah, it did daze him. Mm-hmm. Yes. For a second. Yeah. <laughs> but probably because he had the transmission shoved like literally up his butt <laughs> by the way that car landed. Yeah. But now this guy is going to start shooting it at Sam Elliott. And Sam Elliott is just like, he's ha- hanging on this chain link fence at the top of an over- overpass, pulls his gun out and kind of side shoots. <laughs> First, the bike. Yep. Yep. Which fucking explodes in one shot. Yep. 
Yeah. And then this guy's just like, holy shit, that bike was right next to me. It almost exploded. (laughs) And, 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 you know, takes him back just enough that he doesn't shoot back. Uh And then he's like, oh, yeah, you're there, too. (laughs) Blam, shoots the car. And uh, I just love the fact that it's one shot each. Shoots the bike, explodes, shoots the car, fucking explode. Yeah. And that man is dead. Yeah. He's toasty. Yep. And then just and then Peter Weller just shows up on the edge of the bridge and gives him a hand, like helps him up. Mm -hmm. He's like. Man, look at that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's shit? when they just kind of stand at the top looking at the carnage they've wreaked. And, and that's when we're just like, man, I'm going to have so much paperwork to fill out. So much paperwork. Yeah, because that's the look on his face. Yeah. He's just like, I can't believe this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like your style, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess from this point, the trial starts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter Weller has been reintroduced to a girlfriend that he had in the past, and she's the, uh, the she's the assistant district attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she came back in the movie because like John C. McGinley was also in this movie for half a second. And yeah, for one scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, he was also some sort of district attorney. It, it's weird how how many people are friends that are on opposing sides of things. Yeah. Like he and John C. McGinley are like, let's have some beers and do some plea b- bargains at lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, know, it's like, like, you, you take buy, this you, stack. You, you buy me five, the next five lunches and I'll, I'll, I'll accept that plea. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's no. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's his former flame is the prosecuting attorney and he's kind of flummoxed by this. He's, you know, bothered by it. Um, and also his shrew of a girlfriend keeps like harping on him to do dumb things like did you call about the apartment did you you know do these things and he's just like ah i'm working on a case i'm murdering people in the streets yeah (laughs) and there is one night where he's you know he's like trying to study up for the case and she's just like who cares Mm -hmm. the guy's a bad guy right and he's like yeah he's a bad guy but he didn't commit this crime yeah he committed other crimes but not this one and she's like well fuck him who cares yeah and it's from that point on just like man yeah you know. and and then and Peter Weller's like uh I care yeah I'm his attorney <laughs> like <laughs> this is my job that's, this is my actual yeah. job to care about these things and she's just like oh honey you're quitting that job just don't do this mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like yeah all right yeah but it, but it's very much like presented as her kind of being a piece of shit about it yeah because he's he's clearly in the right going yeah I genuinely believe this guy didn't commit this crime mm-hmm. and it's my job to keep him from going to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah. So, and, and she's like, no, fuck that. Come to bed. Yeah. So, uh, then at some point he just sleeps with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, they do the opening arguments and they both kind of like go at each other a little bit. And, and he does, he says, you know, I'm not, he, he oh, yeah. talks to the jury and he's like, I'm not going to tell you this guy's an angel. Yeah. His, his opening argument like completely undercuts probably yeah. everything she was going to say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cause he's basically like, this guy's a drug dealer. He'll admit it. I'll admit it. You know, he's, that's not the issue. He, he's here. done some bad shit, but he didn't do that. He didn't commit this crime. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to prove here is that, you know, that he's innocent of this. He may be guilty of other stuff. He served his time before, but he didn't do this. Right. You know, and then she's like, yeah, really well done. Dickweed, you know, <laughs> and that's, you know, when we find out that, oh, they were in a relationship. He was crazy about her and she just kind of vanished, mm-hmm. I guess. And that, and she's pissed, of course, that he's moved on and yeah. is getting, you know, in his about to go private sector. Yeah. About to go like, private uh... sector, but also that, you know, that mm-hmm. he has a girlfriend now. Yeah. Cause so he explained earlier that, 
he explained to Sam Elliott that his life goal initially had been he was going to play the saxophone for a living. And then everyone told him he can't make money doing that. So he went to law school, which mm-hmm. sure. Uh, how are we about to skip this scene? <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, he's, they're just having a drink or whatever. I don't know if it happened at this yeah, point. This was way earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But we yeah. forgot about it. Yeah, he's, but, he's yeah. all about like, yeah, I was I don't even know why I'm doing this shit. I mean, why you ask me why I'm going to private sector, it's like, because I can't I can't take this anymore. I was going to play saxophone. I never even wanted to be an attorney. <laughs> and so he's like, and all I really wanted is true love. Isn't that what everybody wants? And so it's like, <laughs> true love. True love. Shit. <laughs> I thought I found true love once. <laughs> Should we read the entire fucking monologue? Only I, if you do it in Sam Elliott voice. Yeah. I met the love of my life. Only I killed her dog before I got the chance to tell her. Man, she was everything I ever wanted. We met at Shakespeare in the park. I told her I was a lawyer. That line seemed to work for you. Rain like hell that day. I had an umbrella. <laughs> we went back to her apartment. She went to the bathroom. I sat on the couch. She had this great big damn dog. Dog had a ball. I threw it. Dog brought it back. I threw it again. Harder. I'll never forget the sound of that dog's paws on the newly waxed floors. How was I supposed to know that she left the window open? <laughs> that dog fell 13 stories. Landed on the top of a parked car. I went over, leaned out the window, looked down. Threw up and left. <laughs> left without ever telling her she was the one. <laughs> I swear to God, if I ever go for an acting job, not that I'm an actor. And you're like, are you going to have a, a monologue prepared? Yeah. Why, like, yes, why I yes, I do. <laughs> My scene today is, is from the 1988's Shakedown, originally performed by Sam Elliott. <laughs> you got to punch yourself in the throat once or twice before love. you do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, holy shit. That's... Just and the way it's presented in the movie is not humorous. Mm-mm. No, it's all played like dramatically. But we're just like, wait, what? <laughs> I know what. It is a thing of beauty. Oh. It really is. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that scene happened. But anyway, so mm-hmm. like the, the thing that brought me to that was that. Uh, yeah, we cut the, to like the girl. He was the the girl he was with who is now the uh, the prosecuting attorney, they're fighting about why she just left one night. And, you know, and she he's he he had had the idea that he was going to support himself with his credit cards while he was playing the saxophone. Mm-hmm. And she said that that was crazy. And he's like, well, why didn't you tell me that? And she said, I did just not directly in my own way. Or yeah. Something like that. And then he's like, the fuck? <laughs> so yeah so that's the extent of their relationship and mm-hmm. then it's like they basically cut to them in bed like the next day like waking up yeah which by the way i, I want to point out like we we cut to her apartment a couple times mm-hmm. i i don't know what district attorneys or assistant district attorneys in new york city make i'm thinking it's probably not enough money to afford where she's living yeah because she has a fucking swank ass place right on central park couldn't tell if it was east or west. Doesn't really matter. It's fucking expensive either side, even mm-hmm. even in shitty 1988. Yeah. Because yeah. she has a great view in this terrace, and it's like, ah. I mean, <laughs> we didn't see much about Peter Weller's place, but you would think they're making roughly the same amount of pay doing either side of the law, but eh, I don't anyway. know. Who knows? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. 
either way, it's 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 a friend's method of exactly. department oh, yeah, yeah, finding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but just wanted to comment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so now they've had sex and mm-hmm. she's like, you kind of need to tell your fiance. Otherwise, don't come back. Yeah. And he's like, okay. yeah, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think she gives him a key. Like, here's the key to my place or something. That's is the, that later? That's yeah. the next time. Because, oh, okay. like, so they're in court, and Sam Elliott is in the, what appears to be the Seinfeld restaurant from the exterior. <laughs> I 100% think it is the Seinfeld restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's but, not on the inside, because there's a no, shit dive bar no. on the inside. But, yeah, so he's talking to a uniform cop inside, and uniform cop is just like, uh, you know that, that case that everyone's talking about? Well, I hear that the guy hit record on the boombox... Well, he was like, I was the first one on the scene, and yeah. it found the boo box, and it was on, it was recording. Yeah, and Sam yeah. Elliott's like, well, you mean there's a recording of what he said? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, probably. Deeper, <laughs> Chuck, deeper. <laughs> this, And he's like, do you realize what this will mean if I present this? A whole bunch of our brothers in yeah. blue are mm-hmm. going to get taken down, and he's like, yeah, yeah well, like, that guy, the informant that got killed, was my brother. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that sets in motion the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. However... There's a scene that happens before that, yep. very randomly, mm-hmm. which involves Sam Elliott just fishing on the beach at night. Right. Oh, it's not random. Uh, scumbag mullet cop goes to see, because um, there's another scene, there's another action yeah. scene before that. Mm-hmm. Scumbag mullet cop goes to see um, NC, who's hanging out about to watch a drag race between literally some Confederate soldier wannabes mm-hmm. and his guys. Like the, the, I think it was actually, their, their car was called the Harlem Shuffle, right? Uh, yes, it's like a yeah. pink car. <laughs> right, pink yeah. car was yes. the Harlem Shuffle, and the Going white car was the, the cracker. cracker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, Confederate flags, and his yeah. drivers were literally wearing yeah. Civil War caps yeah. and overalls or something. Uh, but anyway, so like, there's a brief drag race, which the cracker car just explodes into flames, mm-hmm. and it's just nonplussed. He's like, "Well, that sucks for them. Go get my money." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy appears to be all right. They're fishing him out of the car, but yeah, it just erupts in flames, and and then. It just serves that mullet cops basically like, hey, um, you know, we didn't mention that uh, Sam Elliott is named Richard Marks, <laughs> but Richie Marks. Yeah, but he's like, you know, that Marks guy, Dickie Marks. He's like, yeah, what about him? He's like, he just kind of silent. He's like, oh, oh, all right, say no more. And he's like, well, what's in it for me? And he's like, you know, that evidence in the locker, I can make it disappear. He's like, like two hundred thousand dollars and like eight pounds of cocaine you could make disappear or whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's happened before. Yeah. He's like, I'm a dirty cop. <laughs> he's like, all right. That's what sets in motion because, like, it's his hitman or thugs okay. that he sends after him. Yeah. Because, yeah, Sam Elliott's just fishing down on pier slash beach next to this. It's not Coney Island. It's like another amusement park yeah. type thing. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, he's just sitting there fishing and a couple of guys, like, one guy just kind of comes up and stares at him as he's, like, walking back up and he's like, the fuck? And there's, mm-hmm. like, another dude who thinks he's getting the drop on him with a, you know, switchblade knife yeah mm-hmm. you know coming up from behind him and somehow Samuel it knows yeah he throws the fishing rod at the guy he's staring down and right. then just swings around this bucket that he's got knocks that guy over and he tussles with him for a minute and then handcuffs him to zip ties him yeah zip ties him to a railing mm-hmm. and then the other guy is gonna go for the knife and he just gets up and he's like oh he gives him like the you feel lucky punk yeah speech. he's like what are you gonna do <laughs> he's like you're gonna that would he i'm got him for three years yeah. for attempted murder on a cop at least is that what he's you like, want he's like you want or you want me to butt you for like jaywalking or loitering or some bullshit just yeah. yeah he's like i know what you're thinking you're young and fast and i'm old and slow what are you gonna do <laughs> and the guy's just like 
uh, I'm gonna run. <laughs> yeah, drop the knife, run. Yeah. So and I love. He could have just taken off after this guy. Yeah. But he takes a second to walk over to the dude that he's <laughs> he's zip tied to the to the guardrail, picks him up because like he's on the side where the sidewalk is, and picks him up and flips him over so that he's just <laughs> hanging there <laughs> over the side of this pier. Yeah. Part, yeah. Which is just like kind of a dick move but like it is probably gonna be harder for this guy to get out you know than, yeah <laughs> but God, that was just such i just a love that like he's like i'm gonna go chase this guy but hold on first i'm yeah. gonna fuck with this guy first yeah and, and then yeah sort of takes off running after this dude and this dude this is a shootout chase through this amusement park yep this dude's like path of i need to get the fuck out of here because like granted they're like way down on the boardwalk not near the amusement park thing but he's like i'm gonna go running through the amusement park mm-hmm. and through every single ride like his path of like, I want to get the fuck out of here is like the worst path. He's like, <laughs> yes, because he's, he's just running through best like, path. <laughs> yes. But I mean, like he's just running through all the rides for actually getting away. <laughs> I mean, he's like running on the like the opposite way on the go kart track. Mm-hmm. He's like inches from like the tilt a whirl. I mean, it's just like all this shit. He's just like right next to it. And Sam Elliott's just kind of like any any shooting randomly throughout it, too, which yeah. which is funny because a lot of people are panicking. But I'm guessing the noise, like, not everyone knows there's a shootout because yeah, the it's, people on the go karts are more like, oh, you're fucking up my go kart drive. The people on Tilter Rollers are like, wee! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. most people aren't really like, oh you're my god. Ve- you're very self absorbed when you're at the carnival. <laughs> you're yeah. into your own thing. And who knows what that could be is the sound of a ride breaking yeah. and sending somebody careening off into their death. It could be one of the thousands of shooting gallery bullshit games that they've right. got there. I mean, it could be anything. Uh, it could be somebody's bones snapping from an, a ride accident. Who knows? Yeah. But the thing that, like, boggles my mind about this scene is how close they come to dying with literally every step. Like, there's the spinny things and the go-karts and other spinny things. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I won't even fucking go to a carnival because I'm afraid of death there. Mm -hmm. I won't get on a carnival ride because I'm afraid, like, yet another rusty bolt is going to come loose and that'll be the last one before I get flung off into fucking space. (laughs) The carnies forgot to attach some safety device. Mm -hmm. All the safety (laughs) devices. They always do. Yeah. Any of that, but these guys are just tiptoeing in between rides, and that, mm-mm. yeah, yeah. Until this, so this guy eventually runs up to the platform where the roller coaster is, and people have, are just departing. They're just getting off the the ride. The cars have come to a stop. He seems for a, like a second he's going to take a hostage because he kind of grabs one lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does have her yeah. hostage yeah. until Sam Elliott like <laughs> climbs over something and basically tackles him from above mm-hmm. onto the roller coaster. Which has just started taxiing yeah. out. He swings down and kicks him. That's what he did. Yeah. Okay, he yeah. kicked the guy away from the hostage. It, mm-hmm. was, it was a thing of beauty. And mm-hmm. somehow, yeah, I guess someone backed into the controls so that the roller coaster starts up. And this thing starts, you know, clicking up the tracks, you yeah, know, the incline. With the two of them fighting on and, the top of the roller coaster. I think we all kind of simultaneously they- were like, how has this never been an action sequence in a movie before? Yeah. Like, Yeah. How have we not seen this at some point? Yeah. There are plenty of places that would let you do this. I mean, yeah. this is... Please give us money. We will let you film and, and do crazy shit here. You have like a bunch of paperwork to sign. That we're not responsible, but you know. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, yes, eventually they're... they are fighting on the way up mm-hmm. and eventually Sam Elliott gets kicked off the back. Yep. And yep. as he's trying to grab anything that he can so he doesn't get yeah, he left kinda, behind. He kind of Indiana Jones for a second on the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then he rips out something apparently breaks what, what was the governor yeah. on yeah. it because the guy's like ha ha fuck you and, and sam elliott goes no <laughs> fuck you <laughs> yep and this and, guy is just like we about a roller coaster that he's just like wait this is going way too fast and then <laughs> man yeah, he's like 
he's like Dave in 2001. Like they have the thing on his face. He's yes. Like, oh, oh. Yes. Yes. That is. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. My, or like, my is, God, it's full of cards. Yeah. And it's, it's like, is this thing gonna fly off the the, the curve? Man, it hits this top curve, and then it's uh. just like rocket ship. <laughs> yes, this three car roller coaster thing goes off the tracks, flying through the air. And just lands upside down on a concession stand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somehow the cops are right there. Sure. And like run up like, oh, damn. And then, you know, you see Sam Elliott eventually walk up to the aftermath and just like shake his head going. He just kind of so much. He just kind of puts the Jack Bauer work. hoodie on is like, I'm just going to disappear off into the crowd. Yes. Like, <laughs> it, it seems like no one realizes he was involved in this. Like, yeah. I'm just going to. No, I don't have <laughs> yeah. time for this paperwork. That bullshit. Guy, that guy seems real broken up about this accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just looking at it like, man, you died real good, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Sir, there's nothing to see here. Are you sure? I mean, look at it. <laughs> shit. <laughs> the guy got smooshed. <laughs> He's no longer a dude. I've seen a lot of movies, but I've never seen a fight scene that ended in a roller coaster flying off upside down and laying on a concession stand before. I think there's something to see here. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. There's everything to see here. And I did it. Yep. So... Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to the tape. Yes. Yep. Which is what it becomes the crux of the end of the movie. It does. Um, at some point, you know, there's they we've had we've had witnesses, we've had the other the guy's partner testify that he never saw anyone shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had the car dealer guy who basically says, Oh, we lost all the paperwork in a move. Oh, yeah. what can you do? And you know, that kind of <laughs> ends up going nowhere. Yep. Yep. And then they actually put the defendant on the stand who basically gives his version of events where you know the cop he said basically guy walks up points the gun at him says hey you're dead Mm -hmm. and then he says you know he shot him he shot back yeah he doesn't remember anything after that Mm -hmm. and um during this testimony well she is when yeah she's beginning her cross examination she's about to give her cross and then a bailiff runs in and hands peter weller a note and the note is from sam elliott who is saying there's tape Mm-hmm. Go get the tape. Yeah. And he just immediately jumps up. He's like, emergency personal recess, your honor. <laughs> yep. And the prosecutor's like, uh-uh, no, this is bullshit. Yeah, and he basically says, I know this sounds like <laughs> some crazy stunt, but for real, just this is important. Emergency, your honor. And the, the judge is like, well, it is 10 till 4. Yeah, let's go home, everybody. See yeah. you tomorrow at 9 a.m. And Peter Weller's like, sweet, and runs out of there. Now, his girlfriend is standing right outside the door eating a box of crackers. Yeah. And he's running out like, oh, God, emergency. And she's like, hey, honey. And he's like, oh, well, hi. Huh? And like, she's I like, I gotta go. Marks is waiting for me. Yeah. yeah. She's like, guess what? I'm pregnant. <laughs> and he's like, uh, that's that's oh, good that's for a, you. I gotta awesome. go. Yeah. What? But, uh, but Mark, I get with the Sam Elliott, with the, you really? Yeah. Uh, wh- he's like, right now. <laughs> it's like me. As soon as I start a multiplayer game on the Xbox. Like, like uh, everyone will get like, we've been trying to organize it for like half an hour and finally everyone's there and everyone's loaded in. And then Jen will be like, Hey, we need to discuss this, whatever, you know? And I'm like, no, but I can't pause it. I have to, th- this is, a th- you know, it's the same reaction, except he has it with his wife telling or his, <laughs> his fiance telling him, yeah, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Yes. And, and he's yes. like, okay, that's super duper. I yeah, really I have to I, make this phone call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So this is important. Mark Sneedy's I congratulations on gotta go. Bye. It's great news. There, there, so happy another leaving the courtroom earlier, not super important, but like he had walked out and kissed the attorney and like 
two like half yeah. a second later girlfriend's like hey honey and it's like and she's with her dad yeah. and like they're mm-hmm. going to lunch and all this shit <laughs> yeah and again he's also like oh, oh with the thing in the uh-huh, yeah, and, yeah 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 with the other lady and uh, i uh <laughs> i'm supposed to tell you bye there's a lot of threes company type shit mm-hmm. going on in this movie yeah but. yeah and but again, yes. Peter, this, this is always after Peter Weller is engaged in some sort of murdering with Sam Elliott. Yeah, so he's, cannery. he's just running on adrenaline mm-hmm. and his dumb Orange Julius shakes. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Hey, man, that's the Weller way. But yes, he's like... You won't get mess- any Weller if he keeps drinking those shakes. <laughs> Sorry, girl got pregnant. I got it. Yeah. Richard Marks. Yeah. <laughs> I was bad smooth jazz. I yeah. don't know. Fuck. I don't know. And, and man, he walks into the 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 precinct, oh. and the guy behind the desk is like, "Oh, you're <laughs> shit ass." Up, and yeah, and he's just like upstairs. Court orders. Yeah, and like all the cops are standing in his way, and he has to like kind of push his way to get around him, and mm-hmm. then he gets up there, and you know, of course, the guy at the front desk calls says, "Oh shit, he's here." Yeah, and he goes and breaks the key in the lock mm-hmm. of of that evidence locker. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I just broke the key in the lock. Sorry, we can't get it out. Yeah, guy won't be back till tomorrow morning. Yeah, no yeah. maintenance. With, maintenance know, is cutters. gone. Sorry. Yeah. So this sets Peter Weller in motion to come back with a pair of bolt cutters. To fucking break in. Scale the fucking wall of the police station. Break into the window and bolt cut the, the lock off of this thing <laughs> to which he's immediately and, caught. Yeah, and it's somehow, a bolt move, Cotton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what looks and somehow not tell Sam Elliott any of, the, yeah. any of this. No, just basically be like, hey, the one key piece of evidence that yeah. you told me about, they won't let me get it. Yeah. So how about maybe you come and get it or and, I'm going to break into the police yeah. station, have my back. <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah. But no, Peter yeah. Weller in this, like no impulse control whatsoever. Yeah. And so they, they take him to an interrogation room and it's just like, we're going to play Russian roulette. What are you doing? What, what are you yeah. here for? And for half the time, Peter Weller is giving him jokes like, I was looking for true love, man. Have you ever been able to find it? And he's just like, <laughs> what were you slap. looking for? True love, isn't everybody? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then when they start playing Russian roulette with him after the first shot, he's just like, it was the tape. I was looking for the tape. The tape has the, the thing on it. You can have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they listen to the tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy's like, all right, well, we got to play it. Yeah. And they play it and it plays out exactly how the defendant had described it. Yep. Like to the word, mm-hmm. it is exactly what he had said. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, guess we got to burn this. <laughs> so they, the guy lights the tape on fire and then goes down and says, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to set off the fire alarm. You kill him when that goes off. And the, and the other guy's like, what? Yeah. He's like, I don't have a clean piece. Yeah. He's like, there's 250,000 police issue, dumb guns in this. Just do it. We'll be long gone by the time they yeah. figure it mm-hmm. out. I, I wanted to say, like, I don't, they're hard to find now. I've always wondered if tapes are as flammable as they appear in movies, because people set tapes on fire. That and tape got, went up quick. I got tapes. Do you? You want to test I'm just, it out? I'm curious. I'll bring I, tapes. I'm just like, I'm, in movies, like, I you, suspect the film bring inside, inside wood, yeah, maybe. Like, like the magnetic strip inside wood, but the yeah. plastic would take a long time to melt. Yeah, but in movies, it's always just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how does Sam Elliott know to show up? Because he comes in House of Fire to stop this. But like, because the guy goes downstairs to set because he's been arrested. Everybody knows that Peter Weller's been arrested for B and E. He was just coming in, and he saw Mullet dude about to pull the fire alarm or whatever. Right, and he says, "Where is he?" And he's like, "Oh, third floor interrogation." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. So he sets off the fire alarm. Samuel goes just 
manic speed up there, mm -hmm. throws open the door and just murders the two cops. Oh, yeah. Well, they had a gun. I mean, yeah. they were like, they, you know, slow, dramatic, like pulling the trigger yeah. on, mm -hmm. on and, Peter Weller. And Peter Weller is just freaking the fuck out times a hundred. I, I would. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. fair. Yeah, he, he, he and just came close yeah. to death. And he, he like he yells at Samuel Elliott to put out the tape, which is still on fire. And Samuel Elliott just palms it <laughs> and just puts that out. And he unties Peter Weller and Peter Weller just grabs the tape and is like the, the tape. Gotta get and to court. Thanks for with the murdering and the God, this is gross. I got to go because <laughs> 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 there are just cop brains all over this mm -hmm. place. Yeah. yeah. And he gets somehow gets outside and is <clears throat> and the next thing we see. He's in a taxi. Mm hmm. Yeah, he, he gets in a cab, uh, and the, the cabbie is just like, hey, I know you. I've seen you on TV. You're that lawyer guy, right? Yeah, you're defending the cop killer, yeah. and he's like, alleged cop killer. Well, he yeah. did kill him, but it was in self-defense, and I got to get in. Like, then all of a sudden, like they're being followed by a cop, and he's like, hey, this guy here for you? <laughs> and he's like, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there's some bad cops. They yeah. said some. They said I did something I didn't do, and now they're going to chase me down and try and keep me from getting to the courthouse. I've got to get to the courthouse. Yeah. And this guy's like, I, I remember this in my citizen test. I get you to the courthouse. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then this dude is like, fuck yeah, I have always wanted to have like a free pass to drive like a maniac. Well, they always drive like a maniac, but yeah. now he has yeah. he's driving like a maniac with a purpose. Avoiding the cops, just oh, yeah. skidding all over the place, oh, yeah. stunting being around. very super cool about it at the same yeah. time. He's just like He's almost <laughs> gleeful about it. Yeah. Now this is the most ridiculously convoluted yet awesome thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so there is a roadblock of cops. Uh, preventing the car from getting to the steps of the mm -hmm. courthouse as they're driving towards it. There's a, a like a crane with a, a ball hook on it mm -hmm. that they crash into. And this hook hooks the front of the car. And the, the guy who's operating the hook just decides to move the car over yeah, the line the of car police cars. Over the barricade. Yeah. And then drop it on the other side. And so they're past the barricade, and yeah. Peter Weller just gets out like, I'm going to go. Yeah. And, and they keep cutting to him in the backseat going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And and like they take long shots of this thing just being, yeah. mm -hmm. this car just being kind of flung over the top of the other one. They even show the dude operating the crane. Like, he's acting like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> just he, to do it in the script. He, he, it seems really weird. Yeah, but he does it. Peter Weller gets out of the car, and just a million cops draw their guns on him. Oh, yeah. And then the judge has come outside like what's all this then yeah what's all the ruckus <laughs> yeah and the cops are like he's coming with us and she's like lady justice you know you it might be your jurisdiction out here but those steps are mine so mm -hmm. bailiff shoot these officers <laughs> yeah it's like if they don't put their guns down you yeah. shoot them mm -hmm. so she just draws her gun and does a bad <laughs> go ahead and make my day reference mm -hmm. and they just allow peter weller to go into court which then they cut to him in the judge's chambers and the judge is just like, I'm not playing this tape. That's fucking insane. Everything that's <laughs> happened is insane. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You're a lawyer. Yeah. And she basically <laughs> says, if you lose, you can appeal it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just have to take your chances with yeah. the jury. Sorry. Yeah. That's where we're at. He's like, but she's like, hell no, you are not playing this tape and you're not going to say you have this tape. You're not going to nothing. And he's just like, all right, I what guess I I'll go give my closing. What argument. I don't quite understand about that <laughs> is. Yeah. He was allowed to have that evidence. Yeah. Yes. He had a subpoena to have that evidence. He did, yes. Mm -hmm. But he... He can't show chain of custody. Yeah. Okay. Because he stole it. Okay. He stole it. So he can't show chain of custody from that locker to okay. that tape. 
Also, he probably was supposed to get the boombox and everything, you know, like tagged, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and say like this tape hasn't been removed from this boombox. Yeah, right. Blah, blah, and there's yeah. no yeah. sign out so, stuff. So. so again, he fucked himself. Absolutely. Yeah. He By got it 100%. The only, he knew that it would have been destroyed had he not gone to get it. So Yeah, he, but he still would not have had a chain of evidence. Yeah. yeah. He could have stood there. I mean, he could have he could have either called somebody like there's so many things yeah, that Peter he could have called have done. Sam yeah. Elliott to go bring bolt cutters. Yes, right. But again, or this called is... the judge and said, hey, this guy broke the fucking key off. We need, <laughs> you know, uh, somebody from the FBI mm-hmm. or something to yeah, handle this I mean, evidence. If, if they have night court at 1145 to try and see, then there's judges all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But either like way. Judge Harry Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, he can't. So he basically has to give his closing arguments. And then it is this kind of weird cut where it's like he's doing this impassioned closing argument thing. And then it slowly like cuts over to DA girlfriend. And then it's like, but everybody's gone. And it's like, we're at the recess. Like the jury's <laughs> deliberating at this point. Yeah. And then he's over. He's in like the room with the, with his client who's yeah. just basically like, I, I can't do the time. I can't do it. Like, oh, man, I can't do it. He's, he's like, just, the fuck yeah. you say? He's yeah. like, Stand and for up. the first time, he's like, you sell this shit to kids. Yeah. yeah. Don't give me this. Yeah. Don't don't give me any of that. He's like, stand up. I'm going to kick your ass. Stand yeah. up. And he's like, nah. And then the bailiff calls him yeah. in. The jury's mm-hmm. reached their decision. And they go in and he's not guilty. Right. Hooray. And again, Peter Weller just fucking bolts out of the he's like, he's like, congratulations. <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah. Well, he stops to kiss the DA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which immediately the judge should go, hey. Yeah. Well, he, he'd gotten, <laughs> Collusion. Pat, he'd gotten past a little note, too. So yeah, the, reason, the reason he's like, you know, congratulations. Bye. Is yeah. like he's got another note, which was apparently from. Sam Elliott, yeah. who's s- sitting outside with the red Porsche. Yes. From earlier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, the, the dirty that... cops, red Porsche. Yeah. He's like, is that Mike Novick's Porsche? <laughs> yes. And he's like, yeah, he's not going to miss <laughs> he's it. Like, in- Sam- NC and, and, you know, yeah, they're, mullet man are, are they're going to the airport. We got We got to stop him. And Sam Elliott literally has his gun drawn mm-hmm. in front of the courthouse, yep. standing in front of this cherry red Porsche and is just like, you want to drive or shoot? <laughs> <laughs> and Peter Weller's like, I'll drive. I'll drive. You shoot. <laughs> yep. So they just go peeling ass out, driving towards the airport, which we also see them in the back of a limo, you know, just like, we're going to Costa Rica. Yeah. Like, NC is calling his girlfriend or someone's like, oh, baby, don't worry. I, it's just a short puddle jump away, Costa Rica. I'll be back soon. Yeah. yeah. And they, they get to the airport in the Porsche as they're already taxiing on the plane. Yeah. And they kind they of stunt onto the runway. Yeah, they kind of like, you know, bad boys chase this plane with this Porsche. And, and we're like, what are they going to do? Shoot it down? What's- yeah, <laughs> it's unclear at first until eventually like the plane starts to take off and <laughs> they do something really crazy. Sam Elliott <laughs> climbs onto the front landing gear as it's taking off. And we're like, where are you going with this? <laughs> Again, another like fear for the stuntman moment. Yeah. yeah. Because this, this is actually happening. Because the angle they take is like from shooting from basically the bottom of the plane down mm-hmm. on the landing gear. So you see the ground moving fast. Mm-hmm. You see the car. Yeah. And you see this guy hanging on, climbing out of the car onto the landing gear mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. up. And this is like the old days where like if there's a wire, it's really tough to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck they did, unless this was just guys like I can do it. He probably had a harness on. He yeah. was probably yeah. wired to the landing gear around his waist, you know, mm-hmm. just hugging somehow. It. But, but whatever it, it is, they do a real good job of hiding it. Yeah. It was made clear early in this movie that these stuntmen were out of their mind. Yeah, like they were just like we could fucking do anything. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he climbs onto the front landing gear wheel of this plane, and then we get some fabulous 
blue screen shots oh, were of, wow. actual, of actual Sam Elliott hanging on this. Like we go to another dimension. The plane, it's so weird. Yeah, the plane takes <laughs> off. Yes, it does. He is still like, on the wheel. It's not like, hey, you know, we're still on the runway like Fast 6. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, they take off into the fucking sky mm-hmm. and are flying around New York City. Mm-hmm. They fly by the World Trade Center. This is where we get promotional footage of New York City. They like, fly at the World Trade Center <laughs> for half a yeah. second. And we're like, oh, dear God, do not do this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, but the but the, the blue screen <laughs> shot of Sam Elliott is like <laughs> Megaforce Barry Boswick on the yes. motorcycle levels of yes. amazing, yeah. amazingly bad. I it is. Say. It, you look at it and you just go, oh, wow, man. <laughs> like you did so much good filmmaking. And you thought this was okay. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> this does feel like the scene that, like, with, like on the DVD, they'd be like, the never-before-seen ending, <laughs> yeah. shakedown. Yeah. Like, this feels like this would have been on the deleted scenes, and everyone would have been like... Like the unfinished, yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. who would have, like, poured over it like the Zapruder film or something. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but so he, he shoots... But it's in there. It's yeah, in the it, damn it, movie. It, yes, it's, it's part of the finale of this movie. He shoots the engine, which causes the plane to have to start to land. Yeah, it starts to sputter a little bit. But also as he's... So as the plane is starting to come down a little bit... Because they also start to the beeline for the Statue of Liberty, which you're like, don't yeah. let them crash in the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, don't either. do that either. Um, so, but it just gets them out over the harbor. Yeah, they get out over the harbor. He chucks a grenade into the you know where, the wheel, the wheel well. well. First, he shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. shot the engine that, to force them down, and that's what you know they get them well, down over. But he shot before he shot the engine. He shot like up through the cockpit or uh-huh. something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and the, the dudes <laughs> are on the plane like, huh? what? What? You know, yeah. like what's going on out there? So they fly over the water. He chucks a grenade in their wheel well, and then he jumps into the ri- the the yeah the Harbor. water yeah. and dies. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going hundred miles an hour. Right? He yeah. hit that thing like a like landing on a concrete street. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> so everyone on the plane is like, "All right, we're gonna be okay here." And so the plane lands back at the airport. And it just as almost as soon as it touches touches down, just I mean, just, just like instantaneous, just kaboom! <laughs> this whole plate just fucking goes up, and we're just like, "Holy god!" <laughs> I mean, like it's fucking insane. It is. Mm-hmm. And Peter Weller just drives over to the coast where Sam Elliott is pulling himself up out of the water, mm-hmm. and Peter Weller just goes over to him and is just like. They don't even say anything. He's just like, man, that was some crazy shit. Let's go. I'm like, <laughs> we've had a day. Yeah, they're like, fuck paperwork again. Yeah. Now, and of course, we were like, okay, freeze frame on this. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we have to get a little coda of s- yeah. some importance. But so they're all at Peter Weller's or his girlfriend's family's house. Mm-hmm. And they're having this big fancy dinner or whatever. Yeah. And discussing the wedding and how like the, yeah. the venue they want can only seat 600 people. Yeah. And there's and all this crosstalk just, in yeah, the room because our fa- all our fancy fucks are going to be there. We, yeah. You know, yeah. we might not be able to invite your family. Yeah. So th- yeah. There, there's everyone's talking amongst themselves. She leans over to Peter Weller and says, I, I lied to you. It, it didn't die. And he's just like, the fuck? And then she announced when the room quiets down, she announces she lost the baby. Mm-hmm. She even admits, like, I said that because I was worried I was going to lose you. OK, now everyone in the room, I lost the baby. Oh, well, we'll try again. And then they start talking about the, the wedding and the, how many guests and everything mm-hmm. like that. And Peter Weller just kind of glazes over and listens to this for half a second. And he's just like, no. Yeah, he stands up, <laughs> says, listen, everybody, this might be bad timing, but I have something to tell you. Right. And then pretty much smash cut to. 
almost an I, I it might actually it's be the, the same, footage from earlier of footage. him entering the jailhouse yeah. yeah and guys going hey i thought you were joining the big leagues yeah. with all the big money guys it's the same same shot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just so he didn't leave <laughs> yeah i am really disappointed that he didn't tell every single one of those motherfuckers off like you all can eat a big old <laughs> yes. satchel of fuck. Yes. I because hate every single one of he's you. He's shown zero discretion throughout this entire movie. Mm-hmm. No decorum, no any kind of like save anyone's feelings or anything like that. But he mm-hmm. should have just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck yeah. you. You're cool. Well, <laughs> and earlier on, like he, when he had had an argument with the with the DA woman, mm-hmm. you know, he had basically said, yeah, I'm getting out of this because I'm fucking burned out, man. Yeah. It, this this shit's garbage. Yeah, and these they people don't are pay awful. Enough. <laughs> And, you know, if I can take an easy job doing that, why not? And she's like, no, well, you love it. You know you yeah, love it. This is the only thing you've ever been good at. Yeah. So there's kind of a little, the seeds of that are mm-hmm. there, but it's also the seeds of him sticking around and just saying, ah, fuck it. Yeah. I'll be an insurance lawyer. What the hell? Oh, he's also just had the best slash worst, you know, week of his life, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I mean, he probably unless, still unless has. Unless he can talk shit all the time. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. you know. No. Yeah. But yeah, but it kind of... It doesn't end as well as we would no. hope it would end. No, it it should just freeze frame. Man, yeah. we, we, we talked about this for a long time. Yeah, and there's, and there's shit we left out. Yeah, there's also a part where like cops come out and threaten Peter Weller like warrior style. Yes, yeah, yeah that's like, really strange. Like, there's a scene where like eight cops just circle around him in this little courtyard, you know, tapping their nightsticks and, and mullet dudes. Like, looks like he would be within eye shot of Peter Weller. It's just like look at all this, and then all of a sudden they're just like you know like, and they all leave because <laughs> yep. they don't fuck with him. But they're just like, yeah, we could. Yeah. yeah. Just know at any time mm-hmm. we could dance around you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's rate it. All right. I'll, I'll go. All yeah. right. Um, I'm going to give it four jocks. It's it's such a weird thing to rate because most of it is just a normal ass movie. But there are three incredibly insane stunt sequences and each of those gets their own jocks. And then I give the rest of the movie a jocks because there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, the like you were saying, like the the process of people doing their jobs doesn't make any sense. Like none of it seems relatable to any actual professions mm-hmm. on the planet. And I also don't like that Sam Elliott is just he's not a character. He's a force of nature in this movie. He's almost like Peter Weller's alter ego who shows up and just enables Peter Weller to do the worst possible things. Yeah. But that's it. Like Sam Elliott has zero arc in this. He has no character, no development of any kind. He's just he's just there. He's just buddy guy to, to Peter mm-hmm. Weller. That's it. Yeah, there's like one scene where he ends up talking with the bad guy in the locker room. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But that doesn't even really amount to anything. No. So I just realized you could almost make a Tyler Durden argument for this. You kind of mm. could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there's uh, never yeah. any point where both of them interact with somebody at the same time. Not really. Other than him somehow saving himself when he's about to get Russian roulette to death. But. You know what I mean? Like, that's about the only point where it's like... But there's no witnesses to what happened right, in that I room. Know. It's just what we saw. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, th- there almost could be an argument that there are not two characters. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. I'm yeah. sure there's some f- blog fan theory about this movie somewhere. But anyway. Sure, sure there is. <laughs> but yeah, Four Jocks. It's 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 not what I expected it to be at all. No. But it, you should watch it. It it As people were describing it to us when we announced that we were going to watch it, they were saying, man, that's an uneven movie. That's definitely true. Mm-hmm. But... The fun parts are real fun, so I can echo the four jocks. Um, yeah, I I almost completely love this. It's just there's little things about it that I don't like. The if there's anything I, I don't like about a movie, it's that like when I can look at it and go like, 
you could cut that completely out and it wouldn't make any difference. There is no reason for him to have a current girlfriend and all that bullshit. There's literally no reason. Like the old district attorney could show up and that plot line still work. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason for the the new girlfriend, fake pregnancy, any yeah, of that. Yeah, any of that conflict. Bullshit. You know, they, they don't even discuss the fact that they're on opposite sides of the same case. Right. That's the real conflict that yeah. they should yeah. be playing off yeah. there. But yeah, I mean, I was just like, you can cut that entire storyline and it wouldn't make a lick of difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, it would kind of make Peter Weller. I mean, she being terrible helps you forgive anything he may do such as cheating on her but he's pretty much a shit heel yeah he kind of is too but i mean it's like it's it would just like help you go like all right peter weller's better because i you know he didn't have to have that awkward reaction to what he thought was a real pregnancy and (laughs) continually not tell his girlfriend and blah 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 you know it's like there's no reason for that stuff to be in this movie but otherwise stunt wise even like the lorry lorry lorrying lawyering lawyering shit would be fun in a weird sort of way um like i because it's funny to me because it's so much of that like everything comes out of somebody's mouth one of them is doing objection you know because like he gets really impassionate about the cop who supposedly witnessed anything and didn't see shit Mm -hmm. and like is basically yelling at the guy and the judge should have been like whoa you know (laughs) simmer but no because it's movie and drama yeah 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 i think i Man, I wanted to go five, but I just don't think I can get there. So I think four is the right rating, just on the strength of those action scenes, and and just like just being such this bizarre combination of like, all right, you got all the lawyery stuff, you've got all the crazy cop stuff, and then you've even got like the rom com, you know, cheating on the girlfriend, all that sort of stuff going on too. Yeah, and it's multiple genres. Yeah, and Peter Weller's just a lot of fun in this, which I didn't feel like I would be saying because I'm not really you know I I think I said before Robocop's his best role because it's so fucking wooden to be I, he gets to act like a robot <laughs> and this one he actually has some some depth and he's fun and and Sam Elliott doesn't have a ton to do but I enjoy Sam Elliott doing his Sam Elliott thing anyway mm-hmm. and just being kind of like you know not, not not going to the point of saying I'm too old for this shit you know but basically acting like that the whole time yeah while still beating people's asses and the funny thing is, is he was not very old at the point at this point know, in time. He, he just, just looks like, like thirty it, yes. or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's looked old for forty years. Mm. Yeah, but this is definitely this is a lot of fun. This is one of those movies that should be more popular than it is. I don't know. I'm a little bit like this is weird because I really like it, but I fear that it's not going to stick with me very well. And like before you go, yeah, you don't remember anything anyway. Um, <clears throat> Have we ever said that? You wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't remember. Yeah, he wouldn't remember. Because <laughs> um, I don't. Um, we've done th- 420 episodes of this, and I don't remember a single one. Please. Um, <laughs> that's not the reason that I don't remember anything, kids. Um, but I just kind of feel like this one isn't going to stick with me, even though I really enjoyed it in the moment. And I feel like that now. Uh, so, like, you could ask me about anything that happened like while I'm on my drive home from from this, and I probably won't be able to tell you. Um, okay, I'll call you uh, if <laughs> you want. You. I, I won't answer because um, I don't <laughs> ever answer my phone. Um, text me. Okay. Duh. Um, but like, Sam Elliott is great because I don't remember a time seeing Sam Elliott not be great. Um, Peter Weller is doing his best Jeff Goldblum, which. Um, uh, mm, uh, is great. 
the action scenes are surprisingly good. The lawyering stuff is surprisingly good, but it still feels like there's a whole lot of the movie this that is just kind of dull. I guess it's really it, it's really weird for me to kind of put this one all together and package it up with a rating. Um, but we're asking you to. I know, I know, it's my job. Um, so I I think I have to give it a three. Maybe I don't feel like it's overall as strong as you guys do, but it's still pretty good and it's worth watching for what Peter Weller brings to it, which is, you know, which is some personality and obviously for the fucking roller coaster and, and the, the tricycle or not tricycle. Is it tricycle when it's a motorcycle? It's just trike. Yeah. Yeah. The trike chase and mullet guy is uh, overacting every chance he gets, which is, which is pretty nice. So watch it for that. Um, but it may not be fantastic. I'm just saying it's pretty good. It's three jocks. It's a strong endorsement. That's it. That's all I got to say about it. All right. Well, let's take a break. Welcome back. Hey. Second half. Second half. Second half. Podcast. All right. So we, we got some. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to let you go first because you have a movie that nobody has talked about or, you know, watched or in this scene. Yeah. BJ this is a fucking rarity. <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, I watched. Uh, it's a. Is it a Pixar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yes. Pixar. Um, Pixar film Coco, which is about um, Coco. Mm. Great. No. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, no, I like cocaine. Yeah. Not coca. Coca. Lightning. Uh, yes. <laughs> See. Um, now it's about uh, Dia de los Muertos. Muertos. Um, Hail Jesus. Say. <laughs> <laughs> Dia de los Muertos. El Dia de El Beto. It's, mu- it's Muertos. <laughs> yes. Uh, Day of the Dead. If you recall, um, it's set in Mexico, and um, it's about. Uh, I have have to think about how to how to really talk about this movie without giving too much away. But um, a kid who wants to play music, but he grows up in a family that has banned music uh, because of some like somebody way down way down the line of ancestry, like was killed by music. Yes, yes, <laughs> no, um, roving gang of music. Somebody's husband, way down the way down the line, left uh, to pursue a music career, and so they banned music from ever being played in the house again. Yada yada yada, okay. and that carried down the line from, from several generations until this kid decides that he wants to be a musician. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a competition in the plaza of this little Mexican town uh, on Dia de los Muertos, and uh, shenanigans ensue. Uh, but it's really a it's it's really a very heartwarming and very funny uh, tale about remembering your loved ones and um, keeping keeping their memory alive in your own heart. Um, it's and it's really gorgeously animated. The music is fan fucking tastic, um, and the story is really nice. It's it's fucking wonderful. I cried my eyes out, and I laughed a whole bunch. Um, Did you hurl? 
I did not. No. <laughs> I got Good. through many of the emotions, uh, except for vomiting, because um, it was not a, a vomitous picture. But um, it's really sweet, and they really do a fantastic job of um, nailing the look and the feel and the, um, the traditions and everything behind Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. But they they also do a good job of capturing me- Mexican culture. Um, so it's it's not like... Sometimes you go into those things and you're like, oh, well, it's going to be a bunch of fucking white people's <laughs> version of right. of this. And, you know, it'll be all sorts of, like, bad stereotypes and everything, but every but all of it is, is handled really deftly and, um, and really nicely. It's... Uh, and again, the music is just fucking killer. Um... There are a couple songs that I just have thought about so many times since I since I watched that movie. Um, one of them is called "Remember Me." You can look that up on I think the Disney Vivo. Uh, that was the YouTube Oscar channel. one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is uh, you can find that online easily, and um, "Un Poco Loco" is another one that is really good. Um, there's also a little risque sort of song that is. I can't remember what it's called, but I think it's like Everybody Loves Juanita or something like that. Um, Risky. Yeah. <laughs> but it is that song in in the context of like by itself is is kind of ribald and lightly inappropriate. But in the context of the of the movie, it's actually it's actually really sweet. I like it a lot. But um, Coco, you should watch it if you like movies. <laughs> <laughs> I like movies. Man, that is a hell of a tailored yeah. recommendation. Right. <laughs> I would watch that. I'm tailoring it to everyone who likes movies. Pretty good. No, I'm I don't know it I know it, it won for Remember Me, which gave that one guy the EGOT, right? The EGOT? Um I think that made him a double EGOT. Who? The one the one the guy that's the youngest EGOT winner that wrote I think the song or I don't know. Anyhow, I mean, you're not talking about Lin Manuel Miranda. He didn't no. do Coco, but no, I know he did not. He, he's he, not he, an EGOT winner, though. Well, he would have been if he if he'd won for uh, Moana, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other guy, the guy who won for Remember Me, I think. Oh, okay. Um, I, I honestly don't know who did the music for this or whatever. I forgot what I was going to say anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> mm. Um. Oh, did it win anything else? I think it won the best animated. Picture. Did it win it best yeah. animated? Yeah. Good, because it fucking deserves. It's really good. I'm sure it was up against like Boss Baby. It was. <laughs> and that John Cena movie about the bull. <laughs> sure. But yeah, watch Coco. It's really good. A weirdly weak year. Mm-hmm. Like, like as far as the other. Well, I mean, no, it won. Well, would, luckily, well, the, it, the right one won. I'm going to say a year with Coco in it is a yeah. strong year because yeah. oh. it is really good. Well, it's good to see because, I mean, I felt like Pixar movies had become the weaker of them. Uh, like Disney Prime movies were coming back to being the good ones, and the Pixar movies were like, "Oh, they're doing another Cars. Oh, yeah. they're doing another mm-hmm. Monsters Inc." It became they they became the sequel machine. It was like, yeah, for the most yeah. part, I was like, I don't care about these. Yeah. Like, I mean, for a while, it's been like I just don't even care about watching Pixar movies. Yeah, I dropped off. Yeah, pretty hard. Yeah, and I didn't even really hear much about this movie until maybe a week before we watched it. I started, you know, hearing a couple things like it because it was coming out on. On digital release, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, it was re- weird, and I'm glad it, or at least I hope it's getting some Oscar buzz, because it's a movie that should be watched. Yeah, cool. 
Uh, well, speaking of Oscars, that's my best segue I can do. Uh, I, I decided to watch this this year's Best Picture winner, The Shape of Water. Fishfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Grinding Nemo, as everyone on the internet has said. Um, <laughs> like, okay, so first off, I like the movie, so just let me say that first, and then let me say... All the things you hated about I, it? No, I mean, I, I'm okay with it winning Best Picture because, I mean you know baby driver was not going to it wasn't even nominated <laughs> so i mean like to me that was easily the best picture of the last several years in my opinion and i th- i feel like shape of water is really strong it's just i i honestly can't really get into my gripes without it being super spoilery i will just say that there is there is a plot revelation somewhat late in the movie that i feel comes too early and certain clues or keys as to what may happen are a little too obvious that it it gives you too much time for your mind to wander like okay i know this is this is obviously going to play into the ending kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then you just like you're you're left with just enough time to wander or wonder about what's going to happen that i feel like it it muddles the ending a little bit that's like that's probably like my one complaint about the movie though like I just, I just feel like like there's there's something slightly broken about the pacing about when something is revealed to how much time is still left in the movie. It's like you've just given me a little too much time to think about this ending, and I I don't try to I don't want to be ahead of a movie. I like to just have them happen, but a couple of clues were just a little too obvious that it was like I had it nailed down to like is this going to go one of two ways, you know, kind of thing by the ending, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like I don't like to do that, but it was just coming at me a little too hard with it um now positives i will say like it's it's a fascinating look at loneliness basically is is the its primary theme um and it it's it's a little interesting to me uh especially in a year where i mean i guess technically it's last year but modern movies it seems like we keep doing this thing where you can't have a wholly evil person per se like i mean the villain in this movie is like 99.9% evil, but they do this little thing where it's like, yeah, but he's just lonely and misunderstood too kind of thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm fine with like bad people being a hundred percent bad in a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand. I, I've said it before, like in comic book villains, it's interesting to give some hint of goodness or misunderstanding to a villain in a movie like this. It was like, just make the guy evil. Don't make me feel, try to make me feel any sympathy because it didn't really work. I would say that. Um, but it's, it's interesting. It's, it's time and, and location in so much that you're presented with characters who would otherwise be regarded as second class citizenry. And, and then you have this like GI Joe American dude, who's your bad guy. That's like supposed to be this personification of all things about the American way. But, even he, he's unhappy and all this stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. they, they do this stuff to like try to strip away the, you know, the demonification of this dude. And it, and it just, it feels like it kind of undermines because it's, it's like, dude, you've, you've got what it feels like. You seem like you want and anything that you're saying, like, Oh, I'm not happy. It's like, it's for shitty reasons. Like it, like the one thing where it's like, they feel like they, they have this sort of like B plot line where it's like, you're maybe supposed to feel a little sorry for him. And it's like, no, that's for a real shitty reason. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't well, know. It's just, I feel like some of the themes are slightly muddied because of that. I 
think it works all right, mm-hmm. actually, because of something you said, how it's it's basically a very un-American oh, it's movie. A, it is one of the most it, un-American it is, movies it's very I've ever bas- seen. It was very much saying, like, you know, the American dream is kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. And that plays into it because he's the guy who has the American dream and it's still fucked for him. Mm-hmm. And that it's very, very easy to lose it especially considering one of the speech that is given to him at one point yeah. that pretty much motivates him through the entire end of the second and third acts. So I, I think yeah. that that works playing into it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to clarify when I say it's an un-American movie, I'm not saying like, I don't like the movie because it's un-American. I think it's fascinating that it deconstructs the, the American dream mythos, you know, really mm-hmm. is like, I'm not saying like, Oh, boo, this movie because it's un-American. I'm saying like, no, it's actually fascinating because and and it plays well into current times where it feels like we're regressing that it's like it i don't know that it was intended to be such it just happened it's one of those happenstance like mm-hmm. it came out at the right time where it's like oh this is some weird parallels going on here where it feels like we're trying to get back to this bullshit you know and it's like this this bullshit was bullshit then and mm-hmm. it's bullshit now and nobody was happy you know like nobody yeah. wants this really you know so uh, yeah i get it i mean there's 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 a lot to unpack in this movie, needless to say. And, you know, I, I can't get into it any more specifics without being more, it'd be mm-hmm. spoilery. But, um, like I said, it, I feel like it's, it's a really strong movie. I have issues that I might resolve themselves with another rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt like certain plot lines became less solidified by introducing doubt in your villain. And also, like I said, feel, you know, I feel like giving me a magical clue or whatever towards the end, like, you gave me too much time to think about it, you know, <laughs> that you couldn't deliver like my, what my brain started building up. Yeah. So, yeah. And like you described, we're probably at some point going to have to talk our parents out of seeing it. Oh yeah. That's already happened. I, yeah. I like next day it was like worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> stupid, yeah, I, stupid. I can hear that coming from my parents be like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh yeah. It, it is it's, not. It's that movies like that make me realize like why, there are certain people I just can't discuss movies with, you know, like people at work or people like my parents where it's like, they don't want to discuss allegory. They don't want to discuss, okay, this is why this was done this way. This is why this was filmed this way. This is, you know, why all of this stuff exists, why this character is this way. They just want, I want you to tell me a story and I want it to be over at the end. And I don't want to think (laughs) about it too much. Right. You know, it's kind of like where that, my, my whole phrase parents movie came from, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, I just want a movie that's going to entertain me for two hours and everything kind of resolves itself by the end. And there's nothing that makes me feel too uncomfortable. And this movie is all about making you feel uncomfortable about so many damn things. Yep. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it, it's one of those things I feel like the best picture Oscar is actually now going to work against its favor. Like, this will be the movie that is joked about by people who, like, you should have just given it to Dunkirk, where people would be like, yeah, war movie, fine. You know, like, literally, that's the kind of thing, like, I'm not saying that's not to put down Dunkirk, but it's just like, that's a movie that's like, it is what it is on its surface. Yeah. You know? Like, there's not much going on deeper. I mean, there's themes of war, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I mean, it's like, People watch that and be like, you can at least take away that it was a war movie. This is like, you you have to think about that. Maybe it's more than what it appears on the surface. Mm-hmm. No puns intended. Yeah. Anyway. Um, unrelated, I also went through a, a mini retrek. I, I watched the recent uh, Star Trek trilogy over again. 
Um, most In beautiful 4K. I sure did. Uh, That's what kind of I was. I was browsing through iTunes. I was like, I really want to watch something pretty in 4K. And I was like, yeah, it's been long enough. I should rewatch these Star Trek movies. Um, if you want to follow me on Letterboxd, it's not that is not like a social plug because I don't give a shit about followers on there. <laughs> I'm saying if you just want to read more what I wrote about them because I'm going to be, be kind of brief. I I think I I love the 2009 original reboot even more um, over time especially when I've seen so many mediocre re- reboots. Mm-hmm. I think that is a near-perfect movie. Uh, it, it, it was a five-star movie for me on Letterboxd, and I don't even feel like it's, I'm being silly. I just fucking love that movie. Um, there's minor, the most minor of issues I might have with that movie, but I, I love it beginning to end. Um, Into Darkness was one of those, like, I had talked myself out of liking that over time, like, thinking about it, and there is still one gigantic plot hole in that movie one and and if you're someone that you can't just like go well plot hole <laughs> fine let's move past it uh-huh. it will ruin the movie forever 100 mm-hmm. percent. i like this movie so much more in rewatching it i just was like i know this plot hole's coming yep there it is fine let's move past it and it's fine yeah. i i like it it's it's still my least favorite of the trilogy because it's the only one that's a pure retread yeah mm-hmm. so still like into darkness better than I ever did. Like it's just, it's unfortunate that's an alternate take to Wrath of God. Does it still feel like the whole reveal is for the audience only, and that the characters in it shouldn't give a shit? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that was my major problem. Like I, I didn't even mind the plot holes that happen. It was just like it yeah. all builds up to the. You know, I mean, come on, we can fucking spoil it at this point. It all builds up to the point where he's like, "I'm con." Yeah. And it's yeah. like. They Nobody be like, knows who the fuck Khan is. Yeah. That's yeah. like if I just walked in, I'm like, I'm Terry. <laughs> and you guys would be like, hey, Terry, nice to meet you. Terry, <laughs> you know, and then you called future Spock and be like, who's Terry? Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, oh. you don't want to know about Terry. <laughs> you know, just, Terry, don't you know. fuck with Terry. <laughs> <Yeah>. yo. <laughs> you know, I yeah. bet that's that's how that whole part feels for me. Is it's one of those yeah. things that just like it's for us. And there we are already ways knew it. to. Sh- yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there are ways to shape it so that that works. And they just didn't do yeah, any of that absolutely it's it's 100 percent for fans and i mean that's why i feel like the first one's better because it's a fresh start there's there are references to old shit peppered throughout mm-hmm. however they don't mean anything it's it's literally easter eggy and not plot wise yeah. Mm-hmm. whereas yeah the reveal of i'm con means fuck all if you don't know anything about star trek like mm-hmm. if you just start in 2009 you'd be like i've heard of it is it rathicon is cool. that the is guy, it, the guy from that, that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's it's still fine. I mean, it's 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 my de facto least of the series, but it's a, it's a it's a still a fine and fun movie. Um, and yeah, I still fucking love Beyond. I I have absolutely no idea what the fuck is wrong with people that don't like Star Trek Beyond. I mean, I get it if you're 100 percent out for the reboots. Like, I don't like the cast, or how dare you recast these characters, mm-hmm. not do a new thing. If you're out for the reboots, you're out for the reboots. But for people that were in for one and two, and then saw Beyond, and were like, fuck this. I have no idea what's wrong with you. I seriously don't. Yeah. Like the thing that everyone was like, oh, that scene. I'm like, yeah, that scene. (laughs) Fuck yeah, that scene. Yes. That scene is the best thing in the entire goddamn trilogy. Yeah. That scene is fucking amazing. Yeah. And fuck you for not understanding it. (laughs) Yeah. Because like it's it doesn't come out of the blue. No, it's peppered throughout the entire series. Mm -hmm. the, The trilogy like it's it's there like it. Mm hmm. It, it's 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 been like foretold that it was going to happen at some point. <laughs> yes. I fucking love three. I love yeah. beyond it's I mean, like 
the only thing about three that I can say bad is it's not the first one. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't quite have the heart of the first one. And it's it's a hundred percent action movie, and it, it's it's weird because they yeah you know, you know, all those Star Trek movies were supposed to be action movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody wants to watch them like dick around and scan space like you do on a, on a TV show. I was going to say that's what yeah, the TV you know, shows for. I mean, like you know that that's the movies were always big and and big and bombastic and and except for Insurrection, which was fucking boring because it's like a, a, it was two, an episode. It's a two hour episode. Yeah. Um, like, hey, what if we hang out with these people and then there's a fountain of youth? I don't know. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> f- right from the get-go, like, that's what you are expecting from a Star Trek movie. But they still, there's still Star Trekness in there. They're still like, we don't want to resort to violence, you know, but we're still human. So it's in our capacity that if you're fucking up, we will take you down. Mm-hmm. However, that's not our first course of action. And that's what I fucking love about Star Trek. Yeah. Because I don't care how advanced we get. I still like the fact that at the end of the day, if there's some injustice going on in the universe, we'll be like, we're fucking human and we will fuck you up. <laughs> like, it's in our capacity to kick your fucking ass. That's right. You know, but we don't want to. I want us to move past it where yeah. it's not our, our go-to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I love yeah. Beyond. I love Beyond. And, J- and Jayla's fucking great. Yeah. I love that character so much. Yeah. I mean, as I said in my letterbox review, it's the only part I'll steal and, and basically retread is like, I, I hope if they end up getting everybody together and making another one, they don't Carol Marcus her just like right because Carol Marcus was like, hey, I'm coming with you. Where'd she go? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah, she yeah. died on the way to her home planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like if Jayla's not back in the next one, I'm going to be sad. I will have a sad. Yeah, especially you know now that we won't have a Chekhov because they did they did right by him. Like Chekhov's kind of a late character kind of throw away gets the haha you have funny voice mm-hmm. thing in the movies he never had like, really had like a big thing going on in the show and it's like to make him as cool as they did in the movies i thought was was, yeah. was neat like everybody gets a time to shine in those movies that's what, that's mm-hmm. what's interesting about it anyway i fucking love him so <laughs> fucking love him. fuck yeah. them haters yeah so you got anything chuck no nah i'll wait till next week me neither we got an email though hit us with an email yeah I will. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Take us an email. Yeah. Uh, this one is from longtime listener Jens. Oh, I know Jens. Yeah. Oh, oh hi, Jens. Jens. <laughs> frequent, Hello. Frequent Discord, Discord chatter Jens. Uh, and this one's titled A Shameless Plug. It says, hello, Banffcast. I know you're used to getting audio files from me, usually pimping some So Bad It's Good movie featuring the musical stylings of Banffcast alum Jerry Goldsmith. But today I'm writing to let you know that that's changing. Instead, I got some friends together to help me take these movies on and give them the recognition they deserve. In each case, we're reviewing and assigning separate ratings for both the film and the score and determining whether they deserve each other. We're trying to make this accessible for general movie fans and not just soundtrack enthusiasts. There's plenty of Bamcast-worthy material in the Goldsmith canon. Man, Goldsmith canon is a good, good sounding phrase. Even though that's not the name of the podcast. But. Should be. <laughs> but yeah, there's plenty of Bamcast worthy material in the Goldsmith canon, and I thought, them, I thought that my fellow Bamcast listeners might appreciate it too. I want to thank you in advance for reading this on air, and at least you can now rest assured that I'll stop trying to push the swarm or the challenge on you guys on the Discord. In fact, I call dibs on those. Peace, love, and all that d- jazz. Yens. And uh, the name of the podcast is The Goldsmith Odyssey. And he says, P.S., the pilot episode that's out right now is more foundational, fun- focusing on early live TV and radio. 
But the time this time the Bamfcast by but by the time the Bamfcast gets published, our first regular episode will be out. And then side note completely, he says, PPS, I was initially against y'all wasting your time with Torchwood, but I enjoyed your rage so much, now I'm dying for more Torchwood discussion. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for the plug for Doctor Who You. Yeah. On our Patreon. Fun show. But yes, uh check it out. Jens has a podcast now called The Goldsmith Odyssey. Yeah. I have listened to the first two episodes. Oh. We should probably put a link in the They're show good. notes. I will. Okay. Okay, then. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Don't think yeah. we won't. <laughs> no, I will. I, Step honestly. off. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I would just like to point out that I pitched him the, the title of Goldsmith, Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> but... Yeah. I'm okay with Boo. that. Uh, no, I'm okay <laughs> I mean, with that. I'm not booing your your <laughs> your suggestion. I'm booing that he didn't go with your suggestion. It's fine. I think they already came up with the title. Boo this man. He, I literally Boo asked him. him what the title of the podcast was. He told me, and then I proceeded to pitch him other titles of the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I do. Yeah, but they are going chronologically through that. So sure. yeah, there, yeah. there's already episodes like Alien, where I'm like, I want to be on whenever you do the episode for Alien. Which will be in like 2021 or something yeah, because we'll be Jerry Goldsmith then, scored like 3 billion movies. He did. He worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he Same. do all the planet, planets of the apes? I could not tell you. I don't. I think it wasn't that him, right? That's, I mean, at least the first one, right? I mean, I think he's in the live chat. I'm sure he oh, is. Oh, shit. The, the we ain't got st- no stream's chat. all fucking up, so <laughs> he probably isn't hearing, hearing this right now. Oh, well. He'll hear it. Maybe these questions will be answered on his podcast. Maybe. Yeah. I, I believe that's a Jerry Goldsmith yeah. thing. I you just don't know if he did the whole thing. Do IMDb to truly I, find out. <laughs> typing and research. Typing and research. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. check it out, Jens. Loyal listener and patron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and friend and, and patron and friend. And, well, I mean, we have had meals with we've him. We've broken bread. We we have Jens. been in a room where he ate food at a ridiculously high rate of speed, and we <laughs> so fast. <laughs> That it literally <laughs> broke time and space. <laughs> we went back in time. That's how fast he ate. Yeah. I told him he ate like a prisoner who's been starved for a week. <laughs> yes. Or like somebody from not, a large family. He did not deny this. It's impressive is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was trying to segue into our end of the show sort of, of course. bits, but I was derailed as usual. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I know. You will not be sorry <laughs> if you donate to our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash bmfcast. Yeah. It is a way to support what we do, and uh, we appreciate each and every one of you from uh, a dollar all the way on up to however many the maximum number of dollars uh, that people donate is. There but is no limit. There is no limit, but there's a maximum number. Up, Ooh, macho man. If, the you want, is yeah. limit. <laughs> if you want to roll up with a briefcase full of hundreds and post bail... Please to do. our Patreon. Yes. But make it a larger, will, larger we will, suitcase. If we will not turn you down. You I mean, we won't, we won't take a suitcase down. of bills. <laughs> okay. We won't turn down a briefcase That's, full of bills I, I or an attache no, case. No, no. But a cachete. <laughs> yes, a cachete. But, um, but, but yeah, yeah throw, throw a little money at us. Patreon.com slash BMFcast. If you just want to get in touch with us, send us an email like Jens. You can email us, bmf at bmfcast.com. Uh, go to the website, which is bmfcast.com. Or you can give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263. Uh, get in touch with us. We'd like to hear from you. Tell us what's up in your movie-related world. Or in your truck-driving-across-America world. Sure would like to know what's up with that. Yeah. Yep. Mm. We haven't heard from any truckers in a long time. Yeah. I'm slightly worried. Tell us about your train rides with 
Fiber uh, One bars. <laughs> with Fiber One bars. That story I'm especially worried about. And that guy mm-hmm. never never wrote back again. R.I.P. in peace. He, he shit himself into space. <laughs> <laughs> shit your space. <laughs> yes. Shit your space. Uh, let's get out of here, shall we? Yeah, let's do. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. See you guys next time. Thank you.